Well, hello there. We got a good one for you today. But before we get to that, let me tell you what you're doing. This is Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. Uh, before I introduce today's guest, I want to first say, guys, please help me out. Do me a favor. Go and rate and review the podcast. That's what really helps out. Um, leave a five-star rating. Leave a review. Help me out. Next, I want to talk to you guys about CBD, cannabidol, one of the many compounds found in the cannabis plant. But this one in particular is amazing. And it's been shown to help with inflammation. It helps with seizures. It helps with anxiety, chronic pain. It's being used, this particular compound is, is helping and being used to treat things like depression and epilepsy and PTSD. It's amazing uh, the things that we're learning and the things that we're able to do with this plant. Um, but CBD in particular, um, I use it. I'm a huge advocate for it. It, uh, it, it doesn't have the um, it doesn't have the psychoactive component that most people are so scared of THC. Um, typically when we're talking about CBD, we're talking about, uh, hemp strains. I got typically that's what we are referring to are hemp strains, which are high CBD, essentially zero THC, very negligible if there is any in there. Not enough to even uh, make you feel high. It won't even show up like on a drug test. I know so many people are afraid of that. Oh, if I take CBD, will I fail a drug test? I guess you could say potentially if if it's from a shitty source, but if you're getting high quality products that are tested, you are fine. There's no issues. And that brings me to Jumbo Superfoods. These guys are amazing. They're, everything is, is high quality. They take pride in what they do. I actually had Kyle, uh, Kyle Brown on episode six. Go back and check that out if you haven't. And... Yeah, their products are amazing. So I have a link in the show notes to Jumbo Superfoods. If you use that link, it does help me out um, with the podcast. Uh, there's a small percentage that gets kicked back. So I would really appreciate it if you could do that. Help support the podcast uh, in a way that doesn't really cost you anything. Um, and you'll get to use some awesome products from Jumbo Superfoods. I love their Muscle Balm. Um, but they also have like ghee that you can put in your coffee. Um, I also do like their sprays. It tastes delicious. I've had both the mint and the cinnamon. Phenomenal. I like putting the cinnamon in my coffee actually. Uh, yeah. So Jumbo Superfoods. I have the, uh, the link in my show notes. So go check them out. And then to today's guest. Man, I sat down with the nerdy heathen, Matt Madison. This guy is an interesting dude. And I'm super pissed off at myself because I lost the video for this podcast. And, I mean, these things happen, right? It's all in the beginning. We're learning. We're growing. You know, I started with no video, and I'm adding video. 
but just to let you guys know, like I'm just using my phone to record these. You know, you got to start somewhere, and I put it on do not disturb so nobody can can you know interrupt the video. However, maybe I'm just slow. I wasn't aware. That do not disturb does not really mean do not disturb because people can still get a hold of you if they're like on your favorites or whatever the case may be. Like you can, I didn't know you could adjust those settings. My brother called me during the fucking podcast. Can't even be mad at the guy. Can't even be mad. It's totally my fault. Um, so I had to adjust my phone so that way nobody can get through when I put it on do not disturb. And really, I just got to just up the game and just get something dedicated for recording. I can't keep doing it this way. TMI? Am I just sharing? I don't know. Behind the scenes, these are the struggles of a podcaster. Uh, Yeah. Matt Madison. We had a great time. Dude wears a kilt. He does comedy. He makes soap. I really enjoy talking to him. We drank two bottles of mead, which is like a honey wine. Um, God, this was a Sunday morning. There, we, and we talk about it. There, we, I was already, we were both up late the following, the previous night, doing two different places, doing separate things, but there were UFC fights, we are you know, staying up watching those, and uh, then we got up early Sunday morning, I thought it'd be a good idea to podcast early Sunday morning, and we were both pretty tired, and we decided to start drinking that morning, that was probably not the smartest choice, but it made for some interesting conversation, I suppose. Yeah, so without further ado, Matt Madison. Um, some people it's like, like, oh, we're recording. I'm not, I'm not gonna name names now. Sorry. <laughs> You're not gonna name names now. All right, nah. Matt, Matt Madison. So, but did I say that right? Yeah. I always question this. I just said, I was no, talking to Nate about this yesterday. You're one of the few people got it right because you know, most everybody gets Matson, and for some reason I hear Matterson. Like, where the fuck are you people getting an R? There's no R here. Right. Like, what the because we're in Missouri. We like to we like to pronounce things fucked up. Yeah, we uh, we wash everything. Yeah, we wash things. <laughs> Washington, uh, Missouri. Missouri. My grandma used to say um, instead of sink. I don't know. She used to say zinc. That's just probably unique to her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, this is sink. That's not a Z. <laughs> that's not a, that's, that's a fucking S, Grandma. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. All right, man. So let's um, let's jump into the uh, to the current events of today. Oh, wow. McGregor, Khabib. Okay, so on, on one hand, we have the fact that we try so hard to be taken seriously and not viewed as these angry, violent knuckle draggers. Uh-huh. But on the other hand, holy shit. Yeah. That, oh my God. It was, if you weren't entertained by, by that last night, you're fucking lying to yourself. Yeah, that was some crazy <laughs> shit, man. Like, like, um, like, no matter what side you're on or what you feel about either of those guys, that was that was fun to watch. It was yeah. fucking crazy and, oh God, but whoa. Yeah. The, uh, the whole, like, the whole fact that guys, like, jumped into the fucking ring. Dude. Like, into the cage, like, when Connor, like, wasn't even, he, like, he he didn't even know what the fuck was going on. Actually, they just released, uh, they, uh, someone in the crowd had video, Connor took a swing at Khabib's brother first. Oh, really? In the cage. So, so, so Khabib leaving was totally separate, but in the cage, Connor's what started it. Really? So, I mean, did he swing at him because he saw Khabib's brother coming, or, you know what I mean? Like, I, 
I don't know. I'm I'm still it's, sleep deprived from staying up from all of this. Yeah, I don't know if I if I so, schedule our our podcast at the most uh, like you, efficient time. Like, well, I'm, I'm like ah fuck, dude. Like nine a.m. Let's do it. I got shit to do it afterwards. It's, like it's 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 not your fault. Dana White didn't take you into consideration when he scheduled UFC 229 last night. Such an asshole, man. I know. Well, they're what in Vegas dick. though, right? Because right. I said that last night. I'm like, why are these fights were so fucking late? And um, it's like, well, they're in Vegas, dude. It's just like two hours. Uh, behind us. Yeah. Uh, is it behind or ahead? Uh, they're earlier. So if, for them, it'd be around like seven right now. Right. Yeah. No. They're. Yeah. It, I just didn't know if I said that right. Two right. hours. Yeah. No. They're behind us. Right. Yeah. So it it starts at nine o'clock here. The car does. Right. So that's seven o'clock there. So it's, right. it's completely reasonable. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, midnight is only ten o'clock there. Yeah. But fuck, dude. Yeah. So, Khabib submits. McGregor with a fucking face crank. Like, right. If McGregor didn't tap, his jaw was going to get broke 100%. Oh, yeah. I'm sure his jaw is sore as fuck today. Oh, yeah, because that was, that was a hell of a neck crank. Yeah, that shit does not feel good. Oh, no. Yeah, and then he Im- immediately proceeds to jump out of the cage. Right, which, again, on that, I'm torn because, yeah, it was inexcusable. It was terrible, but, like, all Connor did the whole camp was rag on his family, his religion, his nationality. I honestly don't blame him. Yeah, because I mean, for Connor, like, it's a show, right? He's just right. like, he's like, I'm just trying to get fucking pay-per-view buys. Like, this is yeah. all show, man. But Khabib's like, no, motherfucker. Like, this is real life. Yeah, he just happened to finally meet somebody who's taking it seriously and was capable of doing something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a hell of a fight, man. Just watching those fights in general, um, just watching, like we were talking about a second ago, just the pure, like, disregard for oneself – Right. Just with the pure mission of just wrecking another human being. Right. Like, just letting caution go to the wind and going for it. Like you could see, like, uh, like we were talking about the Tony Ferguson, Anthony Pettis fight. Um, yeah, that fucking rainbow kick. What the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's just trying to do shit that looks cool. Yeah, it was a Hail Mary with, what, three seconds left in the round? Something like that. Yeah, it was like, um, it was like right at the end. I did not foresee him not answering that bell um, the third round, but I guess he said he broke his hand. Is that what it was? Right. And, of course, as soon as I heard that, I'm sitting there and like, well, what about when Zach Freeman fought? He bust his hand in the first round and went on and won it. Yeah, you're right. Favorite so like, fucking finished a fight with two broken hands. Yeah, it's like I, I get that that's pain, but, I mean, you have time to heal after the night's over with. Yeah. Like, um, I'm, saying, I'm saying that now, but I've never done anything worse than I, I tore a tendon in my leg in one fight. That's the worst I've had. So that's, you know. You got to take what I have to say in consideration. So, <laughs> hey, we're just talking shit here. Yeah, no, I mean, I would have fucking not answered if I broke my hand. I've actually thought about that before. I'm like, dude, if I break a hand in a fight, I'm like, there's probably not a chance that I'm going to finish that fight. No. I've broken my nose in a fight before, and I didn't know it. It was like the opening minute of the fucking fight, and I finished the fight, but the like your nose isn't your hand. Right. It bleeds a lot more, though. I've had mine busted, too. Yeah, dude, there's blood everywhere. There was blood. Oh, everywhere yeah. it didn't feel good it didn't uh, feel good but dude that was a that was a that was a crazy fight between those two guys and then uh yeah connor and khabib didn't really disappoint at all it was, oh, it was no. the third round it was ended right yeah third round kind of it was kind of near the end i think but i mean it was nice i mean the whole time i mean people have been sleeping on uh khabib striking it was clean as hell yeah so i mean i know uh luis has been posting and they've been working together and almost kind of shows luis's striking has always been pretty str- pretty on it and then, uh, yeah, Khabib just lit Connor up the whole damn fight. And yeah. his wrestling was insane. 
Yeah, man, that pressure was fucking tough. Oh, yeah, and it was the same wrestling he always uses. He gets that leg trapped and just sits there on straight legs so he can't move. Yeah, he likes to figure for those legs and just keep them locked out, and then you're yeah. fucking done. He's good at that. Oh, yeah, we, we've drilled that at the Wolves Den before, and, man, when you feel that, like, holy cow, and then when you try it yourself and exert dominance, like, fuck, I'm doing this from now on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's solid. It's solid, man. Um, that fight, uh, I I like McGregor because I like extreme winners. Yeah, like I don't like I don't like dislike him, but I definitely wanted Khabib to win that fight. Yeah, well, I went back and forth on McGregor so much because like coming up the ranks, like he's a shit talker. Like that's cool. Like Muhammad Ali was the greatest shit talker ever. That's amazing. Like, he showed up at George Foreman's house when they fought. Like that's cool. Mm-hmm. And I kind of went back and forth because because then he uh, at the press conference with the, uh, Jose Aldo, he grabbed the belt. I'm like, dude, like I come from a traditional martial arts background. You don't touch what you haven't earned. And mm-hmm. so I kind of hated him again. Then, uh, then they fought this 13-second knockout that they showed was skill, not a fluke, because they showed him drilling that exact movement. And then, uh, then I'm like, okay, this is he's a technical master. Okay, I can respect that. And then his post-fight interview about that was all you know, respectful towards Aldo. I'm like, okay, the guy's cool. That's awesome. So I was a fan again. Then, uh, then he lost to Nate Diaz, which, I mean, you can still respect. It was, a, it was an all right fight. But the only but he had an immediate rematch because he's a fucking drama queen. The only opponent he's ever had that should have been an immediate rematch was Aldo because man was champion for what ten years and lost in thirteen seconds. Even if that wasn't a fluke, that's still yeah. That should have been in like six six months to a year later, easy. Yeah. But I mean, Diaz happened right off the bat. Now, in retrospect, I acknowledge it's one of the best fights in UFC history, but I refused to watch that fight for at least a month because really? because I I was so vehement that it should not have happened, at least not in the timeline it did. Yeah, and are you surprised though? I mean, the UFC doesn't do anything. No, I remember yes. like uh, whenever I first started watching it, like that was like a big deal. Like you had to like come up to the ranks and like earn your shot and like right. It was kind of it was it was it was held to the standard that you would typically kind of think something, you know, like you have rankings and belts and shit like that. Like it was, it was done the way it was supposed to be done. Right. I, 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 I kind of hesitate using that, 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 that phrase, like how it's supposed to be done, but you know what right. I mean? So, and then now it's just like, they, right, we got Brock Lesnar fighting for the heavyweight belt again. No fucks given. It's like. just like, whatever. <laughs> And I get it from a business standpoint. It's like, what's going to put asses in seats and sell pay-per-views? Right. But it's like, yeah. But, but again, like I just brought the Lesnar thing. I'd be like, when you have a guy who's not even ranked and hasn't had an official victory in ten years fighting for a title, mm-hmm. how, how, what? Like, he is a phenom and a physical specimen. True. He fucks people up. True. But back to the Hunt fight. I mean, Lesnar. Let's take this off. Former heavyweight champion, mm-hmm. powerful collegiate wrestler. On enough PEDs to burn a hole in the damn cup. Mm-hmm. I love Hunt. He's my hero. We were talking earlier about how he is the only reason I'm even in this sport. The man cannot grapple to save his life. Hunt, I know Lesnar had to fucking work for a takedown, and he had he couldn't keep him on the ground. And then when he did, it was these stupid little rabbit punches. Yeah, <laughs> that, that probably looked funny as hell on t- on camera, by the way. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so when is that supposed to happen? I'm so oh, out of the loop. So am I. Like I said, I, I really don't pay attention to the UFC too much anymore because the direction they're going is just annoying. Like, I, I follow the local scene and my team. That's that's it. Yeah. I mean, aside from, like, a couple of fighters, like I said, Hunt. Uh, of course, Connor, you can't fucking avoid following him and Khabib. And then uh, uh, Roxanne Modafari, I found her, and I've got a massive celebrity crush. Yeah. Dude, she's a brown belt jiu-jitsu, and she's a, she cosplays for her weigh-ins. Oh, for real? Dude. 
I need to check her out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, man. There's there's um there's some hot chicks in fighting. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. But yeah, I don't watch much fighting these days. Um, like I'll catch some of these big fights, but I found like I just spend so much more time like trying to actually do things. And even like it, I find like whenever I'm doing something, I I like consume less of that. So with whenever I started fighting, like right. I, I I I watched less of it. But then like I since I started podcasting, I probably I, like I listen to less podcasts now. Right. Just because of, like the time restraint. Right. I'm I'm actually the opposite of since I started doing a open mics and stand up. All I've been doing is just binging comedy on Studying. Netflix. Like just going through like all, all all my favorites like Tom Segura, Joe Rogan, Chris D'Elia, Eliza Schlesinger. Uh, I just butchered that name. That's why she's not using her last name anymore on stage. Yeah. But uh, I just I just constantly go through them. Even if I don't like them, I still kind of go through, get their timing down, figure out what they're doing. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's just another approach to it. I mean, like especially whenever you're you're first getting into something, right. you start studying it, right? You become a true student of it. Oh yeah. I think that's important for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Over time, though, I feel like you'll probably watch less. Yeah. Well, because I'll be the best, and I won't have to watch anybody else. How long have you been doing stand up? Uh, about six months now, and I took a couple, well, about a month off because I was uh not in a great place physically or mentally. So. Yeah. But I'm uh trying to get back into it tomorrow night. So. Yeah. Be my first open mic back, and you can bet your ass I'm talking about this Connor shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's a that's a fucking grind. These open mics. You hit more than like one in a night sometimes. Uh, I try to hit two, at least two a week. Yeah. Uh, I've got a, a friend of mine, uh, Dick Slocum. He's he's actually got a. He's on a show with a few other local comics here coming up. I mean, he hits like five or six a week. Like, he's posting nothing but like open mics he's doing. Like, that dude grinds. Right. I mean, that's crazy. Isn't that kind of what you have to do? Right. Uh, kind of. I live I live about an hour away from St. Louis. That's way too much of a drive for me to come in. So, yeah. so I, I, I pick two, and they're usually like days back to back. Yeah. So, the Babylon there in uh, Cuddle. On Mid- on Mid- on yeah, Cuddleville. Yeah. Yeah. They have open mic, right? Do they? I think so. I'll have to look into that. It's amazing because, well, man, I, I kind of, I, I thought that, and I still might just not be a pussy about it. I thought I was going to go try to do some stand-up. So, like, I was looking at, like, all yeah. the different fucking open mics, and it's amazing, like, how many bars and shit have open mics. Yeah. It's, yeah, you said it's a grind. Like, let me tell you, like, I, I kind of got, I got spoiled because my first time, my first open mic, I did okay. Yeah. My second one, I killed. Really? The one after that, I fucking bombed yeah. because I got overconfident. He's like, you know what? I'm doing really fucking good at this. Yeah. You know, so I didn't, yeah, pre- I got this shit figured out. Oh yeah. It's like, I didn't prepare like I should have. I was a little too drunk and I get up there and like, I'm not a super raunchy, like I'm, I'm not Joey Diaz, but I'm not a clean comic. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm at the improv shop, which kind of strikes me as a bit more PG 13 than anything. And I did this joke about group sex that even thinking back, it's like, what the fuck was I thinking? That was a bad joke. But, like, I'm too drunk. I don't care. I'm thinking I'm doing all right because open mics is usually a room full of comics. They're not going to laugh at you because they're focusing on their own set, trying to remember what they have to say. And they don't want to laugh too hard because you'll get the gig they're aiming for. But, <laughs> but uh, so I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I'm doing good. Then, like, you, like, I even recorded it, and you can see the moment I realize I'm not getting any laughs. Really? Oh, it was painful. Yeah, how'd that feel? Like, Oh, it was bad. What was going through your head at that moment, rather? Fuck. Really? It's like, and I, I panicked. I went back to a joke I know that does really well. Still nothing. Like, I, oh man, it was, I couldn't save it. You already lost him. Yeah. Like, as soon as I got done, I'm like, and the next comic is. And <laughs> I, he comes up and I hand him the microphone. I go out. I immediately to get a shot of, shot of whiskey. I sit there for a minute and I just went to another bar, tried, uh, to another open mic, tried to do the same set. It, eh, I, I skipped that exact joke. 
yeah. obviously, but I did okay. And then, honestly, the worst part was, you know, like even even after losing a fight, the worst part is everyone is so supportive. They they, they want to know that you're there for them. Like, hey, you didn't you didn't lose, you learned, or like, yeah. dude, you didn't you didn't bomb. You just learned what what not to do. It's like, dude, it's okay to admit that I bombed. I get it. I sucked for a night. That's yeah, fine. I'm, it's okay to suck. Oh yeah, it's a part of it. You right. have to suck. Right. I mean, the it is true that um, I mean that is like the greater learning lesson, right? Right. Because I mean, it's just a part of it. I because. Like I did that too, as far as um, as far as like studying comedy, like just watching all those and just like listening to like podcasts and shit, like Joe Rogan and different comics talk about it. And there's right. always a common theme of like, and they're they they're so nonchalant about, yeah, I, I just I went up there and just like ate a bag of dicks, like right. Well, it's like a one <laughs> of things that really helped me kind of get past the happens. like yeah that really helped me get past the like I bombed one night it was terrible. Uh, Tom Segura, he was on Joe Rogan, and he was talking about how when he did his first Netflix special, he took the same exact set to another club a week later and was booed off stage. Right. And so until, before it aired on Netflix, he was panicking, like, oh, my God, did I record a shit special? Is my career over? Like, what the hell? And then his career took off. Right. So I'm like, I bombed for one night. I just don't use those sets. Be a little more sober when I go on stage. Yeah, you got through it. Right. It's like, and I'm back at it. You're not going to die. What, what, so what made you actually want to get into comedy? Uh, well, I've always been a total jackass, even if what I say is stupid and weird, I, I think I'm funny. And, uh, like growing up as a kid, like I was kind of a class clown and uh -huh. I specifically remember my fifth grade teacher, Miss Farina, she even signed my yearbook when I went on to sixth grade. She goes, oh, I, I totally see you on like Leno or Letterman someday. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's whatever. And then, uh, I've got a professional comic as a friend, uh, Derek Bennett, uh, blind, not stupid is, uh, I think his tagline. And, uh, we were talking on Facebook, having a conversation, making fun of the whole IHOP uh, International House Burgers deal. And he goes, you know, you should think about this. You've got the timing and the instinct down. I'm like, you, dude, you're, you're drunk. What? <laughs> He's like, no, seriously. I'm like, All right, I'll think about it. Yeah. And I started, I did my first open mic at the Heavy Anchor in uh, St. Louis. And I realized I can do this and I love it. Yeah, dude. I mean, so many people have a skill, but they just don't have the fucking confidence. Right. You know what I mean? And like, you just got to fucking control that fear and just go do it. Right. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, man. Because um, I saw that video that you posted, that short clip. <laughs> yep. I'm just like, hell yeah, man. He's fucking doing that yeah, shit. Yeah, that was my first open mic. Was it? That was my first one. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, because I wanted, I wanted proof. Like, you know, if it fails, if it falls, whatever, because, you know, your first time, you never supposed to be like, what if this does really good? Because the IHOP thing had just happened. Like mm -hmm. it was, it was a week old to the day and I had fresh material about it. Yeah. And like no one else is writing stuff. This cause no one puts, you know, does anything, has a quick turnaround like that. Like very few people can pull it off like that quickly. Like, uh, I can't remember who, there's somebody, I can't remember. They, they basically write their shit on stage at open mics. Oh, really? Like most of us like prepare like hell. Um, but yeah, uh, like it was like a week old. I got on camera. Like, what if this goes viral? Like, like new comedian rips on IHOP. Like, like I mean, just in case, let's get this recorded. Dude, it's fucking worth the shot. I mean, oh, you yeah. got you got to. Worst that can happen there. is it is no one sees it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, which I always just tell myself when I post stuff, I'm like, ah, no one's no one's listening to this shit anyway. Like, right. not, like, like you seem like I can't shut up on social media. It's like everyone's annoyed all the hell of the shit I post because apparently that's all I do. It's like, well. Mo like mo most of the shit I post, nobody sees, so I don't care. I'm I'm having a good time. I mean, if it's entertaining you, there's this guy I went to school with, and um, one day, 
he fucking filled up my. I'm sure he does this like every day. <laughs> but my problem was like I like like I I liked too many of his posts. So then they just keep giving you yeah more of the that the shit. algorithm shows you what you want. Right? Yeah. So like he just kept posting. I'm like God. Does he do this every fucking day? <laughs> I've, 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 he, I've had meme, some people message me about meme, that. After meme. After <laughs> meme. I'm like. God damn, this shit is hilarious. But I'm like, what the fuck is he doing all day? Does he like, not have a job? He just keeps scrolling. Find someone else. I'm like, damn, that was like 10 in a row. One day I counted. I'm like, it's it within within a minute I got to 30. Like I wasn't even fucking around. Wow. Like, I'm, just, I'm just scrolling like one, two, three. Scroll, scroll, scroll. I'm like, dude, what the okay, fuck? Okay, I don't think I'm that bad. And I, I don't th- think he posted them that fast. But like that's how I found them in my timeline that fast. Right. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, my shit probably is showing up for people. Then I'm so sorry. My, I... <laughs> it's all good, man. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Oh, <laughs> uh, I love that shit. Yeah, like I said, I think I'm funny. That's all that matters. Fuck you, people. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> so we're here on the Lord's Day. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I'm such a religious individual. That's why I wanted to bring you here on on this day in particular. Absolutely. Well, I knew you'd be. F- <laughs> I, I knew you'd be free. Oh, yeah. I lo- <laughs> Oh my god! I, 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 honestly, I do love the irony. That's that's absolutely me too. Yeah, dude. Oh man, I need to be free this morning. I'm like, who <laughs> the fuck can I podcast with right. around, around these parts? <laughs> right. Who who like is everybody's in church? There's nothing to do. I know this guy's not doing anything because he doesn't go to church. All right. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I want to talk about that because I don't know a lot about. So you're you're pagan, right? Yes. Uh, well, the way I try to explain it to people is, uh, pagan is a blanket term that kind of covers everything. Uh, so all your polytheistic, so your your Greek pagans, uh, most of us, like, a lot of us are Norse. You have your Wiccans, your uh, those that practice witchcraft and nature religions and shamanism and whatnot. And then uh, then you have our specific flavor is Asatru, uh, which is a uh, Nordic heathenry. So basically Viking gods. Okay. Um, then that whole that whole culture. Um, we kind of adopted the term heathen to ourselves, even though that technically just means non-Abrahamic. So if you're not Judaism, Muslim, or Christian, you're heathen but okay but we, we kind of adopted it for ourselves and no one said anything because we have the biggest axes so is that something that like um like those those typical um like islamic i guess islamic based well christianity was islam is its own religion right uh so well, middle, middle eastern so these these typical like middle eastern religions because that's where christianity fucking right was was started so is, is was that like a derogatory term that they used? Yeah. So they so they called you guys heathens and you guys just yeah. owned it. Yeah. Okay. Or like uh you know like oh, you you damn dirty heathens. Yeah. So like some people like uh yeah when I I tried to start that soap works I needed a dirty heathen trading company was like I got a little bit of, like most people thought it was crazy good but like a few people were like dude that like you know that's like a slur for us like so own it fuck them. Yeah, I like, like that word. Like one of the great things about being heathen is one of our trademarks is we don't give a fuck what people think. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's like <laughs> I mean, people like I love being called savage. Like right at a certain point, you know, it's just fucking savages. Like they're <laughs> they're not uh, civilized, right? It's it a derogatory term, but now people are like, fuck yeah, dude, savage as fuck. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, but yeah, I practice mostly solitary just because it's like there's. I live in kind of a rural area. There, there's a few of us, but not really enough to have like an actual kindred, which is our equivalent of like a church family kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, and since I do practice solitary, if there is anyone who, if I mess up any terminology, please correct me on it. I'm still learning that side of it. Uh, but, and, and one of the big things I always get to is uh, like I, li- I live in a very, 
hyper Christian area, and of course, this is the Bible Belt. Right. I've I've heard Exodus twenty two eighteen a couple of times. Uh, fun fact: the Klan doesn't just go after black people; also anyone not white and Protestant. And uh, my car was very identifiable at the time, and I was very open about Nordic paganry. So I I was had a little business card in my door one day. Oh, really? I'm like. Okay, so let's, let's let's get this right. Christianity claims to be a religion of peace. Now, I, I also want to say I'm not ragging on Christianity. I have no problem with Christians. I just have a problem with Christians who have a problem with me. Yeah. But I'm um, sitting there like, Christianity says they're a religion of peace. Ours is the one that specifically says, we will fuck you sideways. <laughs> like, your God was nailed to a cross. Mine carries a hammer. Do the math. Like, you're going to try and threaten somebody like that. Okay, bring so it. This is the clan that did that to you? Yeah, I'm not sure if it legitimately was or if it was just somebody just, being a jackass. Just some asshole. But I'm like... Really, you're going to try and start shit with someone who their end goal is to die in battle. If that's what you want. Like, Valhalla is not specifically our heaven. We have several different afterlives depending on how you lived, how you died, whatever. Uh, it's not my first choice. If one wants me there, I'll go. But Yeah. So what? So what's the, what's the, what's the practice like? I don't... Uh, basically, well, I'm the wrong person to ask about this. Okay. <laughs> um, that's fine. Yeah, for the most part, uh, I enjoy the lore, enjoy the culture. I try to incorporate what I can. So... Basically, wake up, uh, just kind of go about your day, make, make an offering of the day to who, if you spe- if you don't follow any spe- specific, just who the, for the day is for, like, you know, Odin's day, Thor's day, Frey's day. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, but for the most part, like, most of us have, like, at least one or two that we more or less follow or have a connection with. Oh, how'd you, how'd you come across this? I mean, are, you're from Missouri, right? Yes. So how, how did this come about for you? Uh, well... Uh, actually, it was because of martial arts. Uh, it was my first boxing match, and this is funny as hell. Uh, I was training with a friend uh, who's a boxing coach out of Welton Springs, and he, and I was like a big guy, I had the beard and everything. He's like, you know, I've always been like, oh, you're kind of like a Viking, right? And so he puts on a Viking metal station on Pandora, and I just fell in love with that music. And then through that music, I fell in love with the lore, and then I kind of found like, wait, this is still a thing. Like this isn't just an ancient religion. And uh, I'm kind of like I. I I feel what a lot of people would say is a calling. So on one hand, like, yeah, I kind of feel being pulled to this, but it also, I also recognize that it could just be like an intense academic interest or a sense of identity. So people ask me if I, oh, you don't really believe that, do you? It's like, I don't know if I do. And honestly, I don't care to sit down and think about it too hard. And like, I, yeah, I go about my day as if it is, if it's important enough to the, you know, if the gods are real and they, it's important enough to them that I know for a fact they are, they'll let me know until then. If they don't see it's a problem, I don't see it's a problem. Well, I mean, it's just kind of like a mythology that you identify with and you're, you're right. drawn towards and uh, you just kind of, it's just something, right. something right. that you've kind of found. Right. Well, I love the culture. I love the moral code because I don't do turn the other cheek very well. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that fighting and drinking are pretty much religious experiences for us, <laughs> <laughs> especially if you're one of Thor's. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So Thor's the god? Uh, th- mainly Thor and Odin. Uh, I've also given tribute to uh, Freya, Tyr, and I'm going to get shit for this, but Loki. So. Oh, yeah. Just I, I see them being the main ones contributing to my personality because, uh, you know, Thor is this big barrel-chested you know, ginger bearded, yeah, giant slaying, that fucking hammer, yeah, slinging cock, pretty much. Like he basically just all about having a good time and beating the hell out of everybody. It's like everyone's like, you know, you always like. I get if you're if you're religious, you want to give tribute to to God, but they're like, like, oh, thank Jesus for that knockout. Like Jesus didn't help you just brain damage a man. He's all about peace. Thor was cage side laughing his ass off though. <laughs> 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 you're like, look, 
like, dude, I got a cheerleader over here who's actually about it. Like, right. That's fucking cool. I love it. It's like, and we're, we're starting to, I'm starting to notice like more pagans in MMA as well, which is really cool. Really? Uh, uh, Sheena Brandenburg out of Michigan. Uh, we, we met at uh, one of my amateur, one of my first amateur fights. Well, well I'm still amateur, but one of my first fights. And we kind of sit up there. And then like, I noticed some of the stuff she's posting on Facebook. Like, wait, are you, are you? And she's like, oh yeah. So now every time we meet up, we're all about it. And, nice. And, uh, or, uh, an Invicta Suna David's daughter. I saw her fight in Kansas City when Smashley was on there. And, She's impressive. Yeah. So we're we're, st- we're starting to have a bigger presence in the world now. So which is really cool because all the old religions are coming up. Like Wicca is huge. Really huge. Those like, are witches and shit, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm very not well versed, but it's oh, not just mind. witchcraft. It's kind of nature work or like at least respecting nature or mm. revering it. Uh, oh, okay. But yeah, there is some I guess magic, and I say that even though there's a lot of it in my religion, but I'm still very skeptical of it because yeah. I mean, I'm no. <laughs> you know the universe is a fucking mystic thing. Yeah, I don't have the answer. Yeah, and I'm, I'm still of the mind that it still has to be proven for me to believe it wholeheartedly. Which is why even when I say like you know, I, I I'm not sure if I believe this religion because it hasn't been presented. Like I haven't seen Thor. Right. Uh, obviously, if you know all of a sudden I get hit by lightning one night, I'll probably take it a little more serious. <laughs> yeah. But in the meantime, it's some cool shit that you like, right? Like I, like I said, I still observe a lot of the a lot of the rituals. I still have the a lot of the mindsets. I still read the lore, uh, um, you know, like our, our poetic and prose edas. Uh, absolutely love it. Yeah, I can dig it. I can totally dig it. So I mean, is that where the horn and the fucking yes? Let's get let's get this. I brought uh brought a drinking horn and we have some mead. We have both elderberry and straight honey mead. Let's try some elderberry. Yes. Is that is that where this comes in play? Is this is this kind of big in, in yeah, the culture? Th- yeah, this is ours. The Catholics get their wine, we get mead, which is still uh, still a wine, but it's based off honey instead of fruit. Yeah. So when you fill a horn, just like just like a good beer, you always start kind of to the side, and you always uh, to the side, horn pointed down, and we just get a nice slow pour. This horn holds about eight ounces. Oh. And I got this from a man named Lewis Keltner. If I can give him a shout out, he runs Keltner's Carvings. And this man is a miracle worker with horns. You can either small ones like this, or he's got huge ones that are usually commission pieces. And he had one; it was a, it holds a gallon. And the carving he was doing on it, I said, like, how much does this cost? He goes, that's not for sale. I go, yeah, but just if, if someone were commission an identical one, like how much? That he goes, well, this is for a gentleman who has already put in twenty five hundred dollars. I'm going to set this down and slowly back away from the table. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't want to fuck anything up. There you go. All right, so your host, and you get the first one. So the way you drink, again, to the side, horn pointed down. Because if you drink it like this, when it sloshes back, it's going to splash up. When you go this way, you're just going to get a face full of... No, so horn... Po- okay, let me let me try this. Let me yeah. Horn down. shit is delicious bro i love it holy fuck that's another reason i love this religion this is our thing love it that is so good holy shit that's <laughs> it that's the elder belt elderberry it's the elderberry yeah where'd you get that at uh friar tux off uh, highway oh, friar tux i love oh, yeah, that dude. place dude oh i know so cool yeah. go in there they got that big ass like uh freezer in the back with all the beer yeah or they have like the whole left aisles nothing but brew kits and mm-hmm. like i said they yeah. have like really eclectic stuff like mead like you're not going to find meat in a grocery store. Like, and if you do, you might find like 
Hidden Legend or maybe Vikings Blood, but that's a big maybe. Vikings Blood. Eh? Yeah. Uh, you, <laughs> we need Jul- Julius and Ingl- I can't. I always fucking last <laughs> uh, name. Inglitzkas. Yeah. I, and I had need, to practice that. We need Julius here to fucking give us the authentic <laughs> like the sound that we need because he has he has the sound. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, I still remember it was a. I think it was uh, when he was on Fight Hard. Was it? He got his. He got his. I'm probably getting this wrong, but he got his opponent to submit by punching the mat next to his head. I think. I don't know. I think it, like, it was something crazy. He kills people. Oh yeah, he he goes back and I think it was one of his first fights. He goes back in the back. He's like, I just felt this power. Yeah, the power <laughs> in my hand. I think it was his very first fight. That was at Rumble I, yeah, time. Yeah. No, no. Was, I'm pretty sure it was Fight Hard, wasn't it? Or it might have been. No, it might have been Rumble time. You know what? I think. It, I don't know. I don't know. It anyway, was either way. He's like the power in my hand. I fucking love it. Yeah, dude, that shit is delicious, dude. Oh, that's good. Oh, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. So that's part of the dude. That, I can I can get down with that. No, Drinking the, out of fucking war horns. So is that like a legit like uh, horn that yep. was hollowed out? This is an actual horn, and good news, it's actually yours now. Oh, for real? Absolutely. Oh, dude, thank you so much. I'm not a problem. I guess in your house, of course, I'm not gonna come without gifts. Uh, dude, what kind of horn is this? Is this from like a bull? Oh, uh, if I had to guess, ooh, I'd say ox. Okay. I I don't know. Did you go to the Renaissance Festival? That was just I'm, a- I'm actually working the Renaissance Festival. Oh, is it still going this weekend? Yeah, uh, yeah, today and next weekend. Oh, sweet. What oh, are yeah. you doing there? Uh, I'm working with a friend of mine, Mike Lindner. He's a, one of JW's Purple Belts. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we, uh, we run a, a booth for his mother. Uh, we sell uh, handcrafted wooden mugs. We sell these over-the-knee socks. Uh, oh, that's dope. Uh, bodice chillers. Which, what is that? Yeah, these, these, are, these are great. The, the, these are the prime in medieval climate control technology. It's a copper flask. You fill with ice, cork it, and stick it in your tits. Oh, shit. Yeah, because it's right on the breastbone. There's a lot of blood flow. And, of course, you know, women are more equipped, so there's more surface area touching it, and it instantly cools. We sell out of those. Really? Oh, especially on a hot day like yesterday. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, we, we, we did not have enough. What do those go for? What do you guys sell those for? 25 bucks. Really? And, you know, since, you know, if you ever go to a Renaissance Fair, of course, you know, the comedy is... A, it's a hard PG-13. Uh-huh. Like it's all dirty jokes and innuendo. And so we get people all the time like, oh, this looks like – I go, hey, once you bought it, if you want to fill it with bees or hot water, that's on you. After I have the money, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that is some cool-ass shit, man. So you do like the strongman lifting too, right? So is that is that also going on there? Uh, it's getting back up. I just got off of uh, – Long injury, which also is a big story I, I kind of want to get into. But Let's I, talk about it. You say you don't or you do? I do. I do. Let's talk about it. Oh, yeah. Basically, I was recently diagnosed with gout, as anyone on Facebook knows, because, of course, I can't shut up on social media, and I, I take a lot of shit for bitching about gout constantly. Um, the reason I bitch about it constantly is I found out I've actually had it for over 10 years. You're just living with it all these well, years. Well, it was misdiagnosed because I'm too young to have gout. Because every, every time, like, I, I think, like, oh, I tweaked my knee or my ankle, like something would swell up. I'm like... Oh, it hurts. But someone's like, you know, that sounds like it might be gout. Like, go to a doctor. It's like, I'm like, all right. So I go to a doctor. Doctor rules it out immediately because I'm like mid twenties. Like, that's not possible. Yeah, like no, you're like no. That's that's something you get in your forties when you eat nothing but like steak and cheesecake and beer. I'm like, I eat nothing but steak and cheesecake and beer. Yeah. But uh, and so we're sitting there like, they, oh no, you, it's just trauma. You did it, whatever martial art you're doing, because, like, when a fat guy does taekwondo, that's a lot of force going through your ankles and feet. So I'm like, okay, I, I probably just hurt something. Yeah. And so I, you know, every, every time it would show up, I'd be like, all right. And, you know, my dumb ass thought I was just healing quickly because it would be gone in a couple of days. You know, I was stupid as hell. And then it just got worse and worse. And then finally I was having back-to-back flare-ups because I didn't know. Keep your diet in check because I didn't know I had gout. 
Yeah. And uh, gout is basically what it is. It's triggered mainly by uh, red meat, shellfish, refined sugars, and alcohol, particularly beer. Uh, it raises the levels of uric acid in your blood. And when that gets too high, it can crystallize in these small uh, blood vessels in your joints. Yeah. Uh, because of gravity, it tends to build up in the lower body. It typically hits the big toe most of all. Uh, I get it in my right my ankle, kind of the blade of the foot, and my knee, and some of my knuckles. And like I said, I was having flare-ups back to back because, again, I wasn't keeping my diet checked because, man, shit sucks. This hurts. I'm going to treat myself. And I'm a fat guy with a sweet tooth. I would go to Chinooks, eat one of those $5 pumpkin loaves because I'm a basic white bitch. I'm all about pumpkin spice. I'm basic as fuck, bro. I would bro. You kill that in about 10 pumpkin. minutes. Oh, my God. Dude, pumpkin beer? Fuck yeah. Oh, hell yeah, dude. But yeah, like pumpkin a, spice lattes. Oh, yeah. I'm all about it. And, and so for the most part, I stay clean. Like I, I made huge dietary, dietary changes. Like, uh, like of course, we're, we're drinking now, but for the most part, I've got beer in my fridge that, that I bought when I moved in. Like really? I, I don't really drink much anymore. Um. Uh, I'm also an unwilling vegetarian about 95% of the time. Uh, and I went straight up veg because if I have zero willpower, if I allow myself to eat like chicken or fish, then I'll allow myself to eat like more and more dark meat because, oh, yeah, it's still fat content. I'm still good. I can have that, you know, rich, savory taste. And the next thing I know, I'll, I'll be testing the waters with a cheeseburger. And yeah. then before I know it, like, you know, I've only been to Wendy's twice this week. Why not three bacon baconators? And next thing I know, <laughs> fuck, I can't walk. My knee's swollen off. Yeah, well, that's just that's shit food, though. What if you had, like, high quality, right. you it, know, it, like it, grass, it was fed, still grass finished? Or it, have it, you it, tried, like, like, uh, like, uh, like deer or anything like like venison or anything like I that? I don't know how well venison would trigger, but, like, again, like, I know myself, I don't have the willpower. Yeah. I would absolutely, because. Those trigger foods. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I'm the same I, way, dude. Dude, Taco Bell's life. <laughs> but, uh, and honestly, the only reason I can pull off the vegetarian thing is I can cook. Yeah, man, I'm I'm actually getting very good on a, a veggie burger recipe. Uh, the, the trick with veggie burgers: do not try to make them taste like meat. They're not meat. Yeah, they're not. everyone knows turkey burgers don't taste like beef. Why would you make vegetables taste like meat? Yeah, I don't know why people are vegans in particular. I was just talking about this. <laughs> they're always like, I'm gonna get so much shit. I, we I, love you, Jimmy. I love you guys. <laughs> I love you all. But I don't understand why everything is like. They're always trying to make some sort of meat substitute. You right. Know what like, I mean? and, like, and I tell people that too. Like, no, we made our choices for whatever reason. It's like, no, if, if you, if you want to make something similar, like make, make it similar. Like just don't call yeah, it that. Yeah. Thing. Cause you're, you're detracting from your own taste buds by trying to make it taste like something like, no, go outside the box. Like, yeah, make, make a patty, but don't worry. Like it's a, the don't one call I, it a burger. It's yeah. Like burger. the one I use mostly is a uh, sweet potato and black bean, uh, and some brown rice. And it's a, a lot of paprika, uh, Fuck ton of garlic. Yeah. I, I will always use too much garlic. <laughs> I love fresh garlic. Oh, my, oh, dude. I've been told when I'm rolling jujitsu that I smell like garlic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it happens, bro. I apologize. It's either that or coconut oil. That's what I smell. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, and it's like, guys, like, well, like why do why do we need cheese? Like, 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 well, I, sorry, I don't cut off at cheese. But like, why do we why do we need these things? Like, we we're stepping away from it. Like, fuck it. Yeah. We can make better food anyway. Yeah. You know, I eat predominantly like vegetarian for yeah. sure like i don't i can go i can go weeks without eating meat yeah well, i can i can't yeah, i can't, I can't now it, it was a bit of an adjustment i can't now um and still like i said I, i'm not vegetarian for moral reasons so once in a while i'll risk it and you know i'll eat like last night i watched the fights of buffalo wild wings so you bet your ass i had some parmesan garlic and caribbean jerk yeah uh but yeah like i, I don't really have a whole lot of beef anymore and like when i do test it, it's usually like sushi or like chicken so yeah like, yeah, man, it's amazing how many things stem from an autoimmune disorder, and, uh, you know, the doctors just, they're not educated, right. they don't know, and they're like, 
we're seeing more and more diseases in younger people that are typically associated with older people. Right. Well, and the doctor just writes it off because, well, that's, that can't happen. But it's like, dude, we got fucking, we got children with, um, I'm going to fuck this up, but I believe it's type 2 diabetes, which is the one that's associated yeah. with, I always yeah, that, that's those, the, Yeah, type 1 is the one you're born with, type 2 is yeah, the one juvenile. you are Yeah, so, yeah, we're seeing type 2 in children now, and it's right. like, it's like, fuck, I mean, hell, we, uh, For a while, we thought I might have had it. Yeah. yeah. I remember my mom had a scare. She thought that maybe I'd be diabetic as a child. Thank God yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, my, my dad's no, pre-diabetic, but, of course, he can be. He's in his 80s and eats ice cream. So, at this point, he just does whatever he wants. Yeah. I mean, they, they cleaned it up a bit. But, you know, like I said, man, like him getting diabetes, okay, just whatever. Yeah. So, what have you been doing to clean up your gut then? Uh, like I said, just a lot more vegetables. Uh, not a, no sh- uh, no no unnecessary sugar, so I still eat fruit, but, like, no sodas. Like, once in a while, maybe, like, a Mountain Dew, like a can. But yeah. And that's really about it. Just more more vegetables, more fruits, more lentils and beans. And yeah, yeah. There's a test. I, I think I, I messaged you about it. You can get that. Um, it'll tell you, like, your food sensitivities. Yes, I, 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 do, I do need to look into that. Yeah, yeah. That's all good shit. So, all right. So, I, I digress there. Let's, let's back up for a second because – we skipped over the fact that you make fucking soaps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you sell those at the Renaissance Fair too? Uh, no, we uh, we're talking about doing it next year. Okay. Um, and actually, that that's been on hiatus as well because for a while I started working my day job like seven days a week and I just didn't have the time or energy left in to, to put into it. But we're kicking that back up because it's a good hi- side hustle. I'm damn good at it and I enjoy doing it. And See if I'm doing this right. Am I doing this right? Uh, to the side. This way. Yeah. This way. There you go. Boom. All right. Anyway, there what were you, you saying? Yeah. So you just got to where. We had to set it down, but we are picking it back up. Uh, another one of the downfalls I had is I am terrible at clerical work. I, I'll, I will sit and stare at paperwork until I decide eating something is a better idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm partnering up with a friend who's going to handle all that because I can make the product, I can market the product, and I can sell it like a motherfucker, but I, I can't do paperwork. And, uh, and it's so weird that I got into it. Like I, I don't even remember how I decided, you know, I, sh- I should probably do this. But, uh, but yeah, I started uh, started making it. It's almost like when you're in middle school and you have this science fair project that you're all about. Mm-hmm. Like you're that one kid that's excited about it. Like think about it. I am taking plant and animal fat, mixing it with a powerful caustic material, and I'm making something that people rub on their bodies to make them smell better. Like yeah. that's like that, that's some fascinating shit, yeah. man. It's funny because like I you know I take a lot of shit from it. like oh that's that's a woman thing like dude there's a lot of male soap makers and soap masters. Yeah, see, I like hate it's, it's it's like here in this area it's predominantly feminine, but worldwide it's like like most things because patriarchy whatever people want to bitch about it's predominantly a male industry because yeah dude yeah. fuck that man this whole <laughs> male and female yeah that's bullshit at this point we can all do what the fuck we want to do right absolutely. Absolutely. I use soap. Yeah, I, 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 do, do I dudes not do. use soap? Yeah, I said I would hope they do. <laughs> yeah, dude, fuck. So uh, how long have you been doing the soap thing now? Uh, two years making it all together. I think selling it probably about nine months to a year, okay. probably a little longer. Okay, it's called Dirty Heathen Company. Dirty Heathen Trading Company. If you're gonna look for it on social media right now, I don't have anything up because, like I said, we kind of we kind of take a break. Uh, it is it will relaunch. I will absolutely let everybody know. So. That's good shit. Yeah, I remember you posted. Um, like you made a post about the like you were experimenting with a couple different uh, yeah. scents yeah what uh what's been the hit for you that you like the most uh my personal favorite actually doesn't have an extra scent it's just a simple milk honey oatmeal it's my favorite one but one one of the bigger ones i decided to do uh 
one uh, for military uh, called the Article 15, mm-hmm. which is uh, in the military, it's our lowest official reprimand. It's kind of like a write-up, but it actually does come with some pe- serious penalties. But uh, and it's kind of a joke. It's Article 15 clothing, for example. But it's a uh, it's beer base. It's an American lager, and it was scented with uh, tobacco and gunpowder. So, <laughs> so the joke is, it's everything that can get you that can earn you an Article 15, short of getting caught with a five dollar hooker in the barracks. Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> so what's Article 15? Because I don't fucking know. Uh, basically, and I'm I'm gonna mess this up because I haven't been in a while and I didn't really pay attention much when I did when I was in because I was I was I was that soldier. Yeah. But, so I don't I don't talk yeah. about what I did in the military because I didn't do anything. You're trying to get out. Well, uh, yeah, I just kind of coasted through. It wasn't. I, I hugely respect the people who are in it, and I, I will always support the military. It just wasn't the world for me. Yeah, that's fair enough, man. Yeah, like you I, I just, served. You did more than a lot of fucks. I didn't right. serve. Yeah, like I, I didn't go. Like I wish I, I would have. I was a pussy. Eh, like I. Well, what got me was I, I did it for the wrong reasons. I didn't serve because of me. I didn't go. Be, I, I did it to make my dad proud, and uh, I, I said I started in traditional martial arts. Our grandmaster, before I realized what a narcissistic douchebag he was, uh, he was an army ranger. He was very proud of that. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I I, I need to do this. Yeah, and then the Army National Guard sent a young blonde recruiter to my high school. And when you're 17 and kind of a weird nerd, any woman who'll talk to you is automatically at least a seven. Yeah, <laughs> especially at that age. She bro, got like... she got ten of us that day. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah, so I mean that's that was basically it. I kind of coasted through. Like, yeah, I mean if there was something to do, if I if I would have pulled for deployment, go. But I. Uh, and basically, the way honestly, my career, the, the way everything laid out, it kind of allowed me to sham through, and which wasn't an excuse. I I, I acknowledge I was a shit bag. I've gotten my shit together since then, but when I tried to in process for basic training, that took two years because you know, I've always had problems with my weight. So anytime I go for meps and in processing, you know, oh your body fat's too high. Like you can't send me to basic so I can lose weight. Like I, I want to go. I want to do this. Yeah. And like the the couple of times I did make weight, there was like some kind of fuck up in the paperwork. And so by the time I finally got shipped to basic training, I'd already been in for two years. And then when I got out, I was assigned to a Seaburn unit, which is chemical, biological, radi- radiological, and nuclear. We're not, and it was a brand new unit, so they weren't going on deployment for three years while the unit built up. And we haven't fought chemical warfare since the trenches in Europe. So we didn't really have a, a unit mission anywhere. But if like a unit's heading overseas, they needed one or two chem guys, they'd pull from us. I did supply for a chem unit, so they couldn't pull from me. And if any unit's heading out, they're, suppl- they're staffed on support and ordinance. And, you know, I, I could have reclassed a chemical, but, I'm like, again, I was a shitbag. I just wanted to sham through. And so by the time a deployment force finally did come up, we're gonna, it was uh, to pull gate security at Qatar, or Qatar, however you want to pronounce it. Yeah, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Well, My brother was stationed there for the past year. Yeah, our, our, our first sergeant's very adamant that it's pronounced not fucking Afghanistan. But uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's where everyone goes for the three-day pass. Um, okay. So we finally got pulled for that, but I was in the middle of college. I was going to ETS, which is I would separate halfway through the deployment. They said, hey, you can extend to go through. I'm like, you guys didn't fucking use me for the last six years. Why would I go yeah. through? And so I, I got out just so I could finish college. And uh, then they contacted me. My contract was six years in the National Guard and then two years in active reserve, which basically means if they've invaded American soil and they're marching the creek up back, we'll call you. Okay. Well, and they called me up and saying, hey, you know, you can drill with the reserves while you're in your inactive and like still get your, your benefits and your pay every, you know, one, one week a month. I'm like, I've got, I've gotten attached to my facial hair, but you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. All right. Let's do this. And I'm getting all excited about it. I, I, I signed back up with the reserves for the rest of my inactive and uh, I, I got my ACUs on. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I get, I get to my, my new unit five minutes and I'm like, what the <laughs> I immediately regret I, this I, decision. I, I could have been at home drinking and 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like, okay. And, God, that unit was I'm, – I'm not going to call them out, but, God, it was such a shitbag unit. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, yeah. you, you want to talk about a shit sandwich. Jesus Christ. These things fucking happen. Here, you want to drink this? Absolutely. I'm just sitting here holding this fucking <laughs> asshole. There you go. Um, uh, typical etiquette is supposed to go drink for drink. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, now I know. Oh, I apologize. You're, you're good. I, I am not stuck up on etiquette at all, especially in an informal setting. If this were like at a at, at an actual moot, which is kind of like our services or like an actual like festival or ritual, like I'd be a little more hard ass. But that's fair enough. Honestly, well, I don't know the rituals that well enough in a group setting, so I don't like to fuck up the rotation though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always I'll drink to that. <laughs> you always gotta keep it in line, man. Always gotta keep it in line. So. God, I feel like we went on a where were we were somewhere. Were we talking about soap? We got in the military. Yeah, yeah talking, soap. Yeah, soap in the military. 15. That's a hell of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> article, yeah, article 15. Article 15s. But yeah, that one actually it sold pretty well and the cool thing was cuz a lot of men bought it for the, the novelty of oh, I'm showering in like beer and gunpowder and women love it cuz like the way the smells kind of mixed, if you don't know what it is, it almost smells like kind of a sweet metal cinnamon. Oh. Right? Huh. And with the beer base, uh, sugar in a soap will increase the lather. And beer, like, not only has a lot of sugar, but I would also cook it down. And it had a, like, you want to talk about It's like syrupy. Oh, yeah. It was was almost like showering in some kind of, like, laundry detergent. You would get, like, that ridiculous amount of bubbles out of it. Really? It's crazy. Huh. That's fascinating shit, dude. I love it. It's... Do you um have you have you made anything with like uh, like a tea tree tea tree oil or anything like that like uh you know like they have the defense soap right I I haven't I have like considered it or some shit uh, I ha- I've done a uh, green tea and eucalyptus I've done lemongrass uh I am thinking about doing like a peppermint tea tree yeah because those are like your antibacterial antiviral yeah type. just just something you can go and like I mean right. fighters right you're a fighter oh absolutely well nobody on on hiatus from two years for two years but if I have any say I'm back in December so yeah. Yeah, fuck, I mean... At a new weight class, by the way, thank you. Yeah, dropping that weight from eating all those veggies. Right. Yeah, I'll be back at a... I'm within cutting distance at 205 right now, which is weird, because I've, I've fought at super heavyweight. I've, I've entered the sport at heavyweight, and I kickboxing, I fought at cruiserweight, so it's 230, so... Yeah. And end goal is 185 if I can, so... You can do it. You can I'm, do it. I'm just a big, fluffy middleweight, so let's see it. That's where I started my career, was at 185. Yeah. I wish they had a 75. I got my weight cut down pretty... Like pretty scientific. Yeah, that's that's one thing I'm gonna miss about heavyweight is you just have to be within this 60 pound spectrum. Yeah, it's like everyone's like, oh man, yeah, you know, Roy Wayne is like bitching about nothing but even you keep hard macros, no carbs. You see these guys like kind of like barely hold themselves up, or you see these people over in the corner bitching about eating nothing but chicken and broccoli or like just water. And I'm sitting there like 20 minutes from Wayne's with a steak and potatoes. Like, fuck you people. Yeah, I was never that good, <laughs> but like I was. I, l- I love the fact that like up to Wayne's like because I didn't have to like cut to make weight as long as you're. Because I usually walk around 260, so that's perfect. I love it. I, I'm I'm gonna miss that. This I'm I'm not going to enjoy this. <laughs> I did it right that time. There you go. Yeah, no. Whenever, whenever uh, I would cut to 70, I um, it wasn't too bad. Um, towards the end there, I was hydrating that day of the weigh-in. Right. Up until weigh-in, so it wasn't ever that bad, but. Actually, I'm probably shooting myself in the foot by saying this, but I actually cheated the skill for one of my super heavyweight fights. How is that possible? There's a story. Um, it was a rematch. I'm not going to get into the huge drama because, like I said, I'm an amateur. No one cares about me. But uh, basically, I showed up at the venue, and uh, the promoter walks out and says, hey, whatever you need to do to gain weight in a hurry, do it. He's heavier than we thought because it was booked at a heavyweight fight at, two, at 265. And heavier than we thought. Like, okay, super heavyweight. That just means there's no cap at the end. He'd be however, however big. And I was 250. 
and if you're in two different weight classes, you still have to be within 50, uh, 15 pounds of one another. You have a drink? Did that, did, didn't you just? Yeah, I did. I, oh, I had okay. to refill it. Oh, okay, sure. And, uh, and so I, w- I was not within 15 pounds of anything over 265. So I d- kind of think to myself, I go, I have my ankle weights in the car. The promoter goes, I didn't hear you say that, but go put them on. <laughs> and this promotion is no longer here, by the way, so you don't have to worry about that, on the, that guy in the local scene running anything. Um, but I'm sitting there, and I go back to my car, like, well, my ankle weights are only five pounds a piece. That's not going to put me in a super heavyweight. I have my weight vest in the car. For real? So I threw on a 30-pound weight vest with a sweatshirt over it, weighed in at 280, and he weighed in at 290. Oh, shit. Jesus. Jesus and Christ. I, and you're still within, though. Yeah, and, well, right with, 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 with the vest. Well, well, you're only 10 pounds off with, with 40 pounds on. Right, right. And, uh, but yeah, the thing I love about that fight is this was before I was – I had just joined the Wolves Den, so I didn't have any jiu-jitsu at the time, despite how, how hard I tried to learn it from everyone else. Like, and it's weird. That's why I love the den right now. It's the best part of my game. Yeah. But I choked the guy out in 30 seconds with a standing guillotine. Like, nice. Like nice. I choked. Like, first thing I did, I looked over at uh, uh, Michelle Royer was sitting there. I go, how the fuck did I win by submission? <laughs> that should be the last way I win. I not, I, I hit people. That's, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny, man. That is funny. Yeah, you bounced around to, uh, to a few gyms for a while there. Um yeah, I started at uh with you at St. Charles at St. Charles MMA with uh under Mike. Yeah, I remember um, we were just training one night. Like you were just well, like you weren't there full time though. You were training somewhere else too. No, that's where I was at the time when I was with St. Charles. Um, of course, I, I was also a. So I, I do apologize to Mike and people I trained with at the time. I, I started in traditional martial arts, and I very much was that asshole. Like, oh, no, what I do works. Like, you just don't know the secrets. And, I remember that about man, you. I'm I remember s- that about you. Oh, I was man. Like, I'm like, I don't think oh. he fucking knows, dude. Look, back, <laughs> I'm, like, back, I'm like, dude. Looking back, I cringe so hard. Like, some of the some of the, like, so the striking we did was full contact Taekwondo. So You're very confident, though. Yeah, so I liked it. Right. So when, when – like when people say, "Oh, Taekwondo's not shit," this is, this is the stupid point sparring people do not like. When people actually train it, those spin kicks are dangerous. Like I took five knockouts before I even did MMA. Four of them from spin kicks. Three were aerial. That shit can be applicable for sure. Oh my god, yeah, they're high risk but high reward. Yeah, but I'm I'm very much that asshole. So I, I apologize, Mike, and everyone at St. Charles. But uh, and I, I I you know was building up, and then I had a friend back, uh, my old instructor actually, Jeremiah Coke with Hop Keto Plus out in Warrington. He had the chance; he was building up. He just bought the gym in town, the, the actual like workout commercial gym. And he had the uh, the dojong for Hop Keto was like a whole separate room. And he said, "Hey, you know, we're thinking about we might incorporate like an MMA program." I'm like, you know what? I'm not even officially a fighter yet. I don't know what I'm doing, but this is my hometown. This is my new passion. No one has their name on it but me. Mm-hmm. So even though I didn't know what the hell I was doing, I started up Heroes Forge. And so my first fight was under my own banner. And uh, again, just like comedy, I kind of got spoiled because my first fight, I knocked him out hard in the first round. Really? And then I immediately went on a fight, fight losing streak. But, yeah. But I was a lot of that was I was also also worried about training my friends who were up, so my friends never took a loss. Yeah, I think that's whenever I became I think that's whenever I became aware of you is whenever you had that that training center. Right. That's what that's why that I said was that. a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm because I remember like you were super confident in the things that you knew, and I'm just like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I still am, but now I know shit that works. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, you've been training for a while now, dude. Yeah, I mean that that I think that was back in. Um, it was 2011. I started. Yeah, 2011. I yeah. met you. Yeah, so, fuck, dude, time flies. Yeah, and then uh, from Heroes Forge, we were assimilated into the Academy of Courage. We kind of became their satellite location. Right. And then when that and it, it kind of sucks that that didn't work out because uh, we were under TJ Moeller, who is the best kept secret in MMA. I mean, this man is a genius. Not only is 
his conditioning drills. I mean, his actual his, his it's not jujitsu for jujitsu's sake or self defense, but his jujitsu for MMA yeah. is on it. His striking is crazy, and it's a shame that we didn't last because I, I really miss working with TJ. Yeah, and, does uh, that gym not is that does no, that not uh, even that, there anymore? Oh, that whole fit. What is uh, it's the Warrenton Outlet Center, which people in the local area who know. Uh, Anyone else listening probably doesn't care, but it, it used to be a big deal. Then the people who owned it jacked up rent, and it died out. Uh-huh. Then some new people bought it. And uh, Academy of Courage was all the way out in Warrington? No, uh, the main location was out in Wentzville. We were a satellite location. Oh, you were We, we were actually out of uh, kind of like a Ninja Warrior-style activity center. We had like a whole section of mats that was about the size of a regular g- training gym. Oh, okay. And, uh, and we were doing really good there because, you know, New people bought it. Rent went down, so new business could open up. But Warrington just put in like a two million dollar. I probably got that number wrong, but they just put in a new uh, exit from the highway. It's going to build up. Mm-hmm. And so when that happened, even though it's not going to be huge for business right away, they jacked prices up. So of course that activity center had to shut down. And when that happened, I uh, we of course got pulled back into the main location AOC. So I was training with Kane. And then shortly after, uh, like I was working nights. He didn't have morning classes that were. Uh, convenient for me so i went to wolves then which was a little bit of ways like a couple blocks away and from there i met some of the best friends i've got i met my new family i'm 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 really learning like i'm still mid-level white belt but i'm still confident in my jujitsu at that level uh the striking we have is on it it's crazy um thank you like some of the people we got like i said we got sean woodson who i mean he's Four and zero or five and zero. He's fighting Richard Loveless coming up again. Like yeah, I don't know. If, good fight. I don't know if you've ever sparred with Sean. Nope. He has the weirdest way of using his hands, but he is going to punch you from whatever angle he wants to. He's going to do it about a hundred times, and there's not a fucking thing you can do about it. Really? Yeah. No. We were. <laughs> um, man, we were going to spar. Uh, I went out to the uh, the Hit Squad and I trained, and uh, I was wrestling with uh, Luigi, and uh, he like tripped me or something. Luigi Ferravante. Right. I haven't met him for the folks listening. Yeah, and um, he tripped me, and I fucking sprained my knee. Ooh. Yeah, like I still finished out practice and whatnot, Mm -hmm. but like um, me and Sean, like we touched gloves, and then like I went for like a jab or something. I was like, I like I just felt my knee give out. I was like, oh fuck, dude, I can't. Yeah, I'll 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 just say you 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 took the lucky way out because Uh, sparring Sean would have been much worse. Yeah, (laughs) we have different opinions (laughs) on whether or not I took the fucking lucky way out. But he's a badass dude. No, Absolutely. Yeah, I like Sean a lot. Yeah, he, I, fi- he, I finally got into where I can roll with him and only cry twice. He puts in the work, which is what I really like. Right. That, he's he's out there fucking grinding. Dude, like every post I see from him, he's posting his workout from uh, I can't remember where he's at. Project Deliverance. That's that's it. He, yeah. It's good like, gym. Oh yeah, it's this crazy uh, strength conditioning routine. So, I mean, he is busting it. I love that guy. But then we uh, uh, smashed with us for a while. She just moved out to California yep. with her uh, with. Uh, uh, with her girlfriend, there are there other families she's trained there, but she, yeah, she she got moved up and invicted with us. And then, yeah, Ashley's a beast. And of course, we got Mop, who he's only had one fight as a pro, but and he's got another one coming up because he's too, too worried about focusing on everyone else. But people aren't really like, Mop is on fire right now. Like, yeah. I, I remember when I could kind of give him trouble with hands, and now I can't even think about doing that. Hmm. And of course, you know, black belt in jujitsu, and all he does is sit and analyze fights. Like, every time Khabib fights, I, I notice like all of a sudden we're doing. Everything Khabib did in that fight. We're doing how to counter it and how to build off it. So we were doing, we were learning that whole scoop the legs and sit on them. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized like this is this is effective. This is what I want to do. It's a good system. And then of course uh, our coach we got JP uh, Maddow, who himself is an active Muay Thai and like our, our our team is on it. We're only about three years old, but it's very quickly establishing you guys are growing. Absolutely, I I, lo- I love this family. That's out in Lake St. Louis, right? Uh no, uh, Wentzville. 
Lentzville? Well, we are moving soon. I don't know the exact location. Uh, we, we are in the talks about that. But, uh, yeah, for right, for the time being, we're in Westville. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's nice to have that um, that community, that family. Um, that's definitely one of the really cool things about jiu-jitsu just in general. I don't really right. care what gym you're at. Um, yeah, that's one thing I've noticed. Like, every a, gym is, like, their own super tight family. Yeah, yeah, but um, just the, the, the jiu-jitsu community as a whole. Um, so I went to uh, Vegas for uh, IBJJF uh, Master Worlds, World Masters. I always fuck it up. But right. uh, for that tournament – and just to be in that environment around these fucking killers, dude. Like, these guys are multiple world champions, like the best of the fucking best in the sport. And they're just, like, in the crowd, just taking pictures of people, just super cool having oh, yeah. conversations. Oh, yeah. It's like, no matter where you go in the world, if you have a fucking gi, you can find somewhere to fucking train. Even if you're no gi, I guess you can find somewhere to train. Right. But it's like, you know what I mean? It's like... This is a community like none other. It's huge. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And martial arts in general are kind of like that, but you'll you'll see different uh, styles kind of beefing with each other and shit, yeah, but well, jiu-jitsu it, is very united. And even though, like where I come from, like it was very in-house. Like we were very protective of what we had like that. And it's one of the reasons, that's one of the things that killed Taekwondo yeah. is because like, well, there's a few things that killed it, but they became very, they didn't cross-train with anybody. So they, they, yeah. they just kept it in-house so they could never have a standard to measure up to on someone else. And like, there's uh, there's one uh, the I can't remember the name of it, but it's in Florida. They will only do their own tournaments. They won't let anyone else enter. Really. And they won't enter anyone else's. And they're like uh, a fucking joke. Like I'm sure everyone saw the viral clip. It was a a black belt testing, and it, I think it had like the Street Fighter music. And these two two older guys just like real choppy, mm-hmm. and it was they, they couldn't kick over their knees. Like I'm sorry, where I come from, if you couldn't kick someone in the head by green belt, you have problems. Yeah. Like I I, I will say like we we did have. Like ever since then, our grandmaster, he's, he's gotten to be everything he used to preach against, and he's a goddamn joke right now. Mm-hmm. But growing up, like it was hard. Like my black belt test was three days. Oh shit! And I got fucked up. So yeah, that's a long test. It, it, it was legit. It was legit. And like I said, our regular nights were not fun. Like yeah. our regular tests because it was work. Yeah, dude, that's a fucking three like, days, huh? Oh yeah, I remember like class long sparring sessions. Like you would you'd be going constantly. Like you would take a break long enough to change partners and you're right back at it but you're going for 45 minutes to an hour straight yeah a lot of these martial arts kind of start off like that and then they they morph into something else yeah, i mean because they, money is god yeah money i mean that's just the fucking name of the game man we gotta play it unfortunately but right. yeah they just become watered down that's empty that one's killed killed that one hey look we have another one <laughs> yeah, this one's just honey so. that's a, i love honey oh yeah i got mop drinking this stuff i'm I'm sure he drinks it habitually, but I got him enjoying it at least whenever I I bring it around. Yeah, I'm not a huge drinker, but I'm just like, you know, man, when in Rome. Yeah. When in fucking Rome. Absolutely. Well, in wine there is wisdom, so. <laughs> Let's see, how's it going? Uh, in wine, er, no, in beer there is courage, in wine there is wisdom, in water there is bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably true for the day. Right. Well, that's actually, uh, beer is responsible for modern civilization. Civilization is in order to, to brew it, it has to boil and it would kill off the bacteria. You know, back in the day, all natural water sources were filled with all kinds. Like, I love that's good too. I love when people say, "Oh, all natural is better for you." Like, no, nature evolved to kill us very painfully. Nature so, will <laughs> fuck you up, dude. Right. Um, yeah, no. The Egyptians used to drink beer. Mm-hmm. A very uh, crude, crude beer for sure. Oh, but damn, that is good. Yeah, that's really good. But they, um, again, yeah, the Egyptians would drink that throughout the day instead of having water. They would drink beer. It, they found oh, yeah. that it kept them full. Oh yeah. 
well, and it, then it, help them work. But also, if they're getting drunk, I don't know what the alcohol content was. I'm sure it was probably it, pretty low. It was pretty low, but it was enough to kill. It was boiled enough to kill bacteria. It's probably some alcohol, but it was, uh, yeah, I believe 50 years ago or so, they actually used to give it to uh, newborn mothers and maternity awards because it would promote uh, milk production. Really? And then, of course, we realized, you know, oh, alcohol. Like, there's no alcohol in the breast milk. So, but of course, people freaked out, and that's not a thing anymore. But yeah, of, of course, if anyone's listening, do not take my word on it. Please do your own research and ask your doctor. I'm just going to give that disclaimer right now. We're just fucking idiots when right. we're talking. Right. There, there's, there's are been you al- that to me? I don't, know oh, yo, you, I, don't, I don't know what you're doing. I just feel awkward. You're drunk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe. It's a good time. It's a great time. I cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't even know where I was. Oh, we're in. talking about mothers and breast milk. Oh, yeah. yeah beer. Beer. We're talking about beer. We are talking about beer. Yeah, I don't drink much beer. I don't really drink much these days, but um, I used to because I used to work right around the corner from uh, Exit Six Pub and Brewery in Cottleville. And yeah, you were there all the time. Is that oh, why? all the time. I lo- I love that bar. And not only that, like the the bar owner, I'm gonna give him a shout out, Jeff Britton, the king of smartass. Like he's one of the few people that can shut me up. Yeah. Not many people can do that. And he's a great guy. Uh, excellent high standard. Like he really knows his shit in brewing too. And uh, brewing too. Uh, I think, he, yeah, he's opening a second location in Wentzville here starting next year, and it's actually going to be more family. It's going to have an actual restaurant site so you can actually bring kids in because his, okay. location, his location in Cottleville is only beer. Just a bar. Right. Like, th- you can order food and have it delivered, or you can bring it in with you. So, like, a lot of people get, like, the $5 Little Caesars or they'll bring in or they'll order Stefanina's, let me t- Stefanina's Pizza and the House Ales. Yeah, where's that at? Uh, it's in Cottleville. Right off, uh, you mentioned Babylon earlier. It's right down the road. Oh, really? Uh, right next to uh, it's up the corner from Schnucks. Okay, okay, I have to check it out. Oh, yeah, great bar. Love that place. I haven't been, I haven't been in forever. I will say, do not order Bud Light, because at the very least he'll make a joke. At most, he might kick you out. <laughs> Why do they even uh, have he, it? Yeah, he, he he won't kick you out, but like he you'll you'll hear about it if you order Bud Light. Yeah. And uh, no journey on the jukebox. No journey. I, I don't know what like he has journey, specifically though. against Journey, but I do know if I owned a bar, I would not want to hear Don't Stop Believing 20 times on a Friday don't night. Don't stop Oh, man, if, if any song can get white people crunk, it is Don't Stop Believing. It gets me fucking crunk, bro. <laughs> it gets me fucking crunk. <laughs> I love it. Oh, sorry. I handed you, oh, I handed you, you an empty horn. I'm so sorry. That's fine. It's all right. That's my bad. I'm feeling so good right now. Like, I'm getting hot. Dude. <laughs> the intoxication is real. God damn. This podcast is getting very off the rails, about eight ounces at a time. We're having a great time. <laughs> We're having a great time. Hope, a, I'm enjoying myself. I, I just want the folks listening to also have a good time. Right. Well, they probably stopped listening about 10 minutes ago, so. <laughs> no, 10 minutes in, they quit listening. Yeah. 10 minutes in. Yeah, what's this fucking guy in a kilt on there? That's okay. Who is this guy? It's going on YouTube. Yeah, oh, great. Know. Great. The world can see my balls hanging out of my kilt. So. I love it, dude. What is with the kilt? So is that also just kind of part of the religion? Like, what's your no, heritage? No, Are you? This, uh, if I had to, I could claim, uh, you know, the name is Scottish, the blood's Welsh. But honestly, I'm a free American. I do what I want. You just like, like it. Yeah, it's like, I Fuck want. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And I, I love the one, like, that actually gets more of a response. Like, hey, what, 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 what's your family? What's your surname? Like, what's the heart? And like, no, I just I just wear it. Fuck. You can do that? Fuck yes, What's you stopping can. you? Dude. <laughs> Bro. Cultural appropriation. Oh, my God. Don't fucking... <laughs> uh, fun fact, I was watching this pattern here is actually the U.S. Army Tartan. Uh, not, not only is it for families, certain organizations have it. I know we have a U.S. national. Many states have one. Uh, Missouri doesn't have an official tartan yet. It's in the works. Uh, but I know the NYPD, uh, FDNY have their own tartans. You can make a custom one, but you can't register it. 
Tartan. That's what yeah. that's called? Yeah, the, the, the plaid pattern is called tartan. Oh, so. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, it, it honestly mm. is just because I feel like wearing a kilt. I want, and, and, Dude, and fuck the fact, it. Chicks and wear dresses. It's yeah. airy. Makes Dude, them feel good. Here, here's one thing I found out recently. This is a fetish. It's a fetish? Dude. Chicks like it? Yeah, there's like a whole group of like chicks who like go for a kilt. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. So I, I don't know if like one of the guys took pity on me or rewarded me after I turned thirty. I've been a slut, dude. It's crazy. Hey, dude, good I'm for you. ugly as fuck. How am I getting laid? Well, you know, <laughs> not you have your beard back, you can probably have sex again. But right? Yeah, I, I actually, had a trimming I actually, accident about a week ago. Yeah, like I had I, to hold off asking you on the show until you got your beard back. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I can't have this asshole right, on the it, show with no beard. Right? Like that, it's my better half. But yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I tried trimming it myself about two weeks ago, and I was very quickly reminded why I don't do hair for a living. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to shave. As soon as I did, I felt my deadlift drop like 50 pounds. Like, god damn it. Dude, I wish – I'm so jealous of your beard. Thunder I rumbled when Thor was pissed at me. I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have offended me. Yeah, I can't even grow a beard. I try. Uh, it just looks I'll, like shit. I got pubes on my face, <laughs> fucking patches and shit. Yeah, it's – a lot of that is genetics, but to kind of help it, you can you can do things like uh, more biotin, so like red meat. Uh, I do a lot of that. Yeah, red meat, dairy, eggs. uh then boost testosterone, so like a lot of weightlifting. Yeah, weightlifting, so, heavy yeah. weightlifting is great for yeah. testosterone. I um I've been doing. I started adding to uh, my morning coffee every day. Um, collagen peptides. Okay. It's good for your hair, nails, joints, different right. things. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's essentially it's just the um. So you you have like bone broth, right? So you're boiling bones, you get the collagen and shit. So this is just like. Uh, it's the uh, like the building blocks, right? It's like just the most broken down form, right? So think protein, right. amino acids, right? Right. right? Same thing. Okay. Collagen peptides. Yeah, I know a biotin you can get like just a supplement out of Walmart. I will say like you, you will you're gonna have to trim your nails like three times a week. You, you take you take that stuff, yeah. but yeah, it'll grow this out. And what's funny is like I'll be like, oh, I grow it so much, and then it starts to itch, so I shave. Like really, do you take a knife to your balls every time they itch? Like no. Well, yeah, the thing is, like, because the reason it itches is uh, the hair acts like a wick. It draws moisture out of the skin and it evaporates off. So that's why beard oil is a big thing now. Because we're realizing if you coat the hair with oil, it's not going to draw moisture. And then not only that, the moisture protects the skin. Healthier skin makes healthier beard. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. God damn. Look, over here. Look, master class on beard right I, now. I, I, what little I do know, I know. So I don't know shit about it. I don't <laughs> I don't, I don't. have to, to keep... Uh, I don't have to keep a, a beard looking nice and healthy. Right. I just look like shit when I grow it out. Yeah. I'll grow it out for like six weeks, right. two months, okay. and it'll, just, it'll look like, it's like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you finally hit puberty, by the way? Yeah, dude. It's, it's terrible. I just look like a piece of shit. I got it's like, my ass with more hair. It's like, listen, that. hippie, shave. Right. <laughs> I'm such a hippie, man. <laughs> nah, you're one of my favorite people. Hippie and the heathen. Woo! Hippie and the fucking heathen. God damn, this means like, going down quick now, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. That's that's a very dangerous drink. It's so good. And I see why like we don't bother with. Oh yeah, keep contained because you get too drunk, you're you're not going to be a reserved person. No, <laughs> it's not possible. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I like the elderberry better than the honey, but the bit. honey is really good. Oh yeah, holy we, shit. Uh, yeah, if you get like a good sizer, it's usually made with apples. Because for a while, honey was getting scarce. They would use apple apples to add to the sugar and cut the honey. Yeah. So. Good shit. I sorry. I hand you an empty one. Oh, no, you're fine. I, I'm um, closer to the bottle. Refill it. That's true. And actually, if we could circle back to that, one of the things I do want to cover, just because I'm very passionate about it. Okay. Um, every religion kind of has their own group that took an idea and got it way out of hand. Like for instance, uh, Christians have we mentioned the Klan or like the Westboro Baptists. Uh, Islam has groups like ISIL and ISIS. 
Uh, I like calling them dash bags because they hate the name dash. Uh, ours, for some reason, white supremacists love Odin. Yeah, isn't that and, fucked and up, the, dude? And the problem with us is it's not a small group. It's kind of 50-50. Yeah, um, that's unfortunate. And, well, and, and I, I hate it, but I can... Uh, it's that's drink. all you. It's my, it's my drink, sorry. And they're, they're going to jump on your comment section and light me up, by the way, for drinking wrong and everything. I'm whatever. Fuck you, people. It's all good, man. But, Listen, uh, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but like I can understand how it got to be the way it is because it's, it's a religion that didn't really leave Northern Europe until very recently in history. And there's not a lot of ethnic diversity up there. Mm-hmm. And one of our big tenets is honor your ancestors. So like the family that came before you got you where you are. Someone took that to believe don't breed with other cultures because our people are white. And it's an ethnic religion. I'm sorry. I'm of the mind that if you claim it's an ethnic religion, you have fucked a close, a close relative because how else are you keeping those bloodlines pure? Yeah, yeah. You're fucking yeah. your own. That's what you're doing. Right. And it, it's really bad, too, because, like, the big name in our religion, Stephen McNallan, he's an amazing scholar. He knows his stuff. But Where's he, he at? Uh, somewhere. I, I don't know where he is. Okay, no worries. Yeah, but he, he is American. Okay. But the man uses the, Aryan, the word Aryan more than I use the word cunt, and I love the word cunt. Yeah. And, I mean... When he ran uh, the organization, the Austin True Folk Assembly, it kind of he kind of like walked that line. Like he would post something that was kind of questionable, but it wasn't enough to really call him out on. It's like, is that racist or is that just you know? As soon as he stepped down, his personal page went crazy with, it. and then the guy that took over, Matthew Favell, he like one some of the first posts he put on the Facebook page, like you know, bless our Aryan children. Oh shit! So how do you feel being what, associated uh, with that? I'm violently pissed. I, I am very okay with martyring myself, taking out a couple of them, if, yeah. if the pre- opportunity presents itself. So. Yeah, because, I mean, that's not you by any means. Like no. I've, I mean, I've spent, I've spent quite a bit of time with you just um, at different events, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I well, mean, here, here's I how they hide it. They're not racist. You're just not allowed in our religion because you're not of the blood. Yeah, it's like we like, just no, want to no, just no, If someone wants to praise and... Odin, that's up to Odin whether or not he wants that to, to allow it, not you. Yeah. I'm sorry, if a black guy wants to give, give praise to Thor – Fucking let him. Who I cares? mean, how many black people are really trying? But the question there are, is, there are a few. Like, it's it's still very you know whatever. Because first, like if they even if they don't know about the stigma, it's not really something that comes across interest very often. But then once they kind of get into it, they realize, wait, I'm gonna get backlash, like violent backlash. Yeah. And even excuse me, even those of us that support it, like we have a whole organization which uh, uh, who are Heathens United Against Racism, or we even uh, I'm not a part of them, but I, I do follow some of the stuff they do. And uh, we actually started a pseudo-political movement, uh, Doc- Declaration 127, uh-huh. which is kind of standing against the Austria Folk Assembly and all them. And basically it came from uh, the 127th verse of the Havamal, which is where you recognize evil in the world, stand against it, and give no peace to your enemies. Mm. And so we're kind of like, no, if, if people want to join in this religion and kind of do it, they let them. Like, don't stand against it. Don't try and stop them. And if you want to try and stop them, I'm, you better be better than next than I am. People are fucking assholes. Like, how are they yeah. going to stop you from doing it, right. though, is the question. Well, and, and here's the sad thing is after uh, Flavel started posting all the stuff on Facebook that got it flagged for hate speech and they yeah. got banned, that automatically put them on the FBI watch list as a hate group. Yeah. Their membership exploded. Isn't that fucking that crazy? Is, that, that's disheartening. Yeah, well, the, the sad thing is there are just a lot of young— And if any of you fucks are listening, bring it. <laughs> well, the problem that's is that's not just me talking. I say that when I'm sober. There are a lot of fucking young dudes who are just like lost and searching for some sort of yeah, community. Just angry at the world, and they find these people. Hey, and you're, just, you're like me. You yeah. can come in with us. And they, you know, yeah. for the first time in their life, they're treated like a fucking human being, and they're treated yeah, they're like they're included. important. Yeah, and they're like, hey, you have the blood. You're special. Yeah, dude. And it's just like it's right. so attracting. You know, we're just. 
as you know, people like to say like we don't need each other, but we're fucking we're just we're social animals. Yeah, man, we're just fucking primates. Like we need we need oh, each yeah. other. Like, you know? I'm a hermit, but even I get out of the house once in a while. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> that's one of the best things about doing this podcast too. Like I just sit down and like have these conversations and like connect with people that I normally wouldn't. You know what I mean? Right. Like. For one reason or another, you know, but like now it's like everybody's taking the time to sit down and now we're talking uninterrupted. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like we need each other. Right. And these people are just like they're searching for something. Right. And unfortunately, it's the wrong fucking message. Yeah. And uh, kind of give you an example of something that's happened in recent history. I'm sure everyone remembers the uh, the, uh, the issue in Charlotte, West Virginia, a couple of, about a year or so ago. When, yeah. Yeah. Uh, McNallen of- wasn't a part of that, but he openly supported everything. Yeah. Uh, like when... Uh, like the one dude killed a woman with her with his car. Like he came out and uh, no, uh, it started. President Trump took three days to respond to it. When he finally, granted, he finally did respond. Those are all good young men. Yeah. Well, he finally did say, "Hey, this has no place in our country." Like the first tweet he did was was I respect that one. His okay. rebuttal it negated it, but his initial tweet, like he said, like you know, this has no place in our country. We're better than this. Uh, McNallen on his personal page put out how he, how disappointed he was in our commander in chief for bowing to the whims of the liberal media and really? all this and uh, and how the young man who uh, was involved in the vehicular incident oh, I probably got that wording wrong but he goes he hates how it was so covered by the media that he will have no chance of a fair trial and will make things very hard for pro white activists in the future not white supremacists pro white activists pro white activists his whole big thing now is uh the white farmers in south africa getting attacked by raids like yeah but you're forgetting the part where they kind of brought that on themselves the white the white farmers in south africa oh man racism wow. is real like well, oh hey, it's fucking crazy boy, in south th- think africa, what you dude. will about trevor noah's comedy like him or hate him listen to his life stories like that man can tell you some shit Dude, it is crazy to think about. I'm not sure if it's your drink or not, but you are the host. So. No, it's yours. Oh, sweet. Thank you. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll drink to that. Yeah. South Africa, we're, we're kind of jumping around, but South Africa is an interesting thing because it's like, like Africa is the homeland, right? And like, like yeah. there are predominantly black people there, but they're, tr- especially in South Africa, it's like, right. it's like, it's like just people moved in and it's like, no, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, the Europeans like, came, came and they had guns, the Africans didn't. And, and it's like, fuck you guys. shit went sideways. Yeah, man. And then it just became this whole segregated. Yeah. Like we, like we still have, fucked like, up situation. we still have racial insensitivity and straight up racism here in this country. Like we still have that, but it's like, it's like. A hundred years ago, racism over there. It's it's crazy. It's totally it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's a lot better since apartheid. I'm not sure. It's it's apartheid is done with, right? That, that died know. out a while. Ago, I, I have no idea. I, I I know I know Trevor Noah talks about, it, so I know it's been a thing very recently. But I know okay. it's still a, still an issue. Yeah, it's interesting shit. And I'm glad you said that because um, I was talking yesterday with somebody and we were talking about some different race things. And I think that um, I wanted to make a point yesterday and I didn't, so I'm going to do it now. Um, a lot of people here in America, I think some people mistake a class thing for a race thing. And I say and the reason I say that is because like um people will talk about like white privilege. Right. And then some guys will be like, Man, fuck that. No, I'm white and the cops always fuck with me. Right. But they're like some like you you live in like a trailer. Well, like, well, you're also, just, for, like, for that I can to the point I like I will say like I Sorry, I'm a little drunk. I'm losing my words here. Yeah, no, but, we're, uh, we're not. We're having like, a... <laughs> like a lot of those mentalities, they do take it a little too far sometimes. But I will say, I'm not naive enough to think that white privilege isn't a thing. The thing about white white privilege isn't 
oh, you're white, you haven't had a hard life. No, it's the fact that your skin color isn't what's holding you back. Yeah, that's, I just, that's the thing. Yeah, you kind of get treated. There's just certain things that are just a little bit different, just because of how you're perceived by right. by the outside thing. So my point is, those guys should be like, no, fuck. It's like it's like, well, no, you're just kind of mistaken. A, a this is a, a like a socioeconomic like class issue. It's like it's like no, we're both lower middle class or middle class or whatever the fuck class you want to call it. So we're both having these economic financial hardships. So that's like that's the struggle that you're seeing right. because as people we have a hard time seeing past our own struggle. You know what I mean? Right. It's like this is what I'm going through. So I don't give a fuck about what you're saying. Yeah, or not even that's like since I don't experience your problems, your problems don't exist. Like, exactly. No, you're, you're full of shit. I've never right. seen that. It's like, well, so you, it's yeah, like you grew it, up in a small town before the internet. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, I get it. You're in a small town. You don't have a lot of money. The cops probably fuck with you, but it's not the same thing. Like, we're talking about different issues. Yeah, it's you not know like, what I'm it's saying? It's not like New York stop and frisk a lot or what. Some, it was a, 11, a nine or 11-year-old Mexican kid. He got tired of, like, like he, he wanted to point out how often he was getting stopped. Like, and uh, I don't remember the kid's name, but anybody can Google this. So one of the times he got stopped, he left his iPhone on recording, and he literally heard the cops – like, he got stopped at two different blocks, like, within one block of each other, and he heard one of the cops straight up say, I'm going to fucking break your arms. Yeah, it's just – Like, what the hell? Like, uh, the fact that a grown man says that to an 11-year-old, and then a cop is saying that in general. Like, yeah. I, I will say, I, I will always support law enforcement. They are – for 99.99% of them are amazing people. They, they do things I don't have the balls to do. But it's not just, oh, it's just a few bad apples. No, the phrase is a few bad apples will ruin the bunch. So the fact that, I mean, in any demographic, you're going to have that small amount of people that are going to be shitbags. Yeah. But when you're in that kind of job, like, you, you have to, like, the good, the good guys need to keep the shitbags accountable. Like, it's, it's starting to happen a little more. But, man, if your partner's doing some shady shit, planting drugs or planting guns, call him out. Like, even mm-hmm. if it's going, like, I, I can say this because I'm not making that sacrifice, but even if it's going to cost you shit. Mm-hmm. Do the right thing, call them out. Yeah, I think they're. Like, I, know, I know a lot of great cops. They're great people, mm-hmm. but the shitbags do exist. Absolutely, you know they're. Uh, you know they are the minority, um, and they are they are making a lot of the the yeah. good ones look bad. Unfortunately, yeah, I will say they are the extreme I know a minority. A ton of but... great cops, especially oh, yeah. go, doing jujitsu. Yeah, well, the like, Wolfstein getting... is like half ex-military and law enforcement. Yeah, we're getting more and more people oh, who yeah. actually like want to learn jujitsu for like so right. the reason so they can do their job better. Right. You know what I mean? But you got those assholes who just um, have the anger issues and have to have some kind of problem and. Well, the idea that you know that you know we're all just people, right? And no one's yeah, perfect. Yeah. So, so you're like you're always going to have somebody fuck up. I mean, yeah, whether you're a CrossFitter or you're fucking vegan, they, they tend to do it a little more. Often. We're gonna have the we're gonna have the vocal assholes. <laughs> I love you, CrossFitters. <laughs> I don't do CrossFit. I think you guys are fucking great. You guys are monsters. I can never do your workouts. Like, mm. I'm just not about it. But two things: kipping pull-ups and the overhead swing. Like, you know, well, I heard if, if, I, if the kettlebell goes over your head, there is one hand on it. Your shoulders are not meant to do like this is uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, I can't get with those uh, no. those really high kettlebell swings because you're, so it's not a swing just, anymore. Just snatch the fucking thing. But here's the thing. I've tried to keep an open mind and say there's other ways to do things. There's not just one right way to do things. I think it's just yeah. what you're trying to accomplish. Right, but with the thing with the swing though, it's all the hip drive. The only reason your arms exist in that movement is to tether the bell to your body. You don't yeah. like you see people trying to like squat and like lift it. Like you know. So at that point, it's a different move. It's not yeah. a swing anymore. Well, it's it's an incorrect move. It's a it's very dumb because like I said, your shoulders don't do this movement. So already I'm feeling that in the back of my the top and back of my deltoid. Like your shoulders don't. You you have to bend your arms to get that. And 
it's just a it's just terrible movement. Like yeah, think about it, like I can't I don't want to set the horn down. But you put your, your fists together, keep your elbows locked, right? Mm-hmm. Try to raise your shoulders and tell me at what point it's uncomfortable. Oh yeah, that's, that's a yeah, that's a range of motion thing though. That's a mobility well, issue. We can no, actually that's, fix that. That's, that's bone on bone. That's a that's a hard end feel. I don't know about that. Yeah. That's the range of motion thing. Cause yeah, I, I, I can see you having to adjust your back to it to get your shoulders in there. Yeah, but I have I have bad range of motion in my shoulders. Yeah. Like where I'm stopping at, that's a cartilage. No, dude, yeah. that's definitely okay. that's definitely okay. a cartilage sure. thing. Sure, I don't know a whole lot of people who specialize in heart style kettlebell. Okay, all right. That's totally cool. I can. I, I don't can, know what I'm talking about. I'm not gonna disagree with you on on a swing because you're right. Like you're, I mean, you're not supposed to come up over your head. It's a different yeah. movement yeah. at that point. If you if you do a swing correctly, the bell will actually raise faster than your hands. You'll see, like if you do a slow motion video or a still photo, you'll actually see like your hands here. The bell's like right about here. Yeah, I'll give you down the swing. However, if we're talking about <laughs> shoulder mobility, if we're just do talking a high about, pull. If we're just talking about the ranges of motion uh-huh. of the body, your body like this right here, yeah. my limited this, range of motion. This, yeah. Arm straight. This not so much because remember your hands have to meet. Like this is this is uncomfortable. Like my my lats are uncomfortable. I'm having to like separate my. Okay, that's so that's not good. So you're not willing to admit that maybe you have some range of motion and mobility issues there that can be improved upon. I mean, you're welcome to try. I've done everything I know. Do you hang on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, dude. Yeah, Turkish get-ups, kettlebell arm bars, everything. I'd have to assess you, but yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, it's like ah, you're fat. You got bad posture. It's probably your shoulders. Uh, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> we can we can usually gain some range of motion. Yeah, we we need, we need to talk shop because I haven't touched Indian clubs yet. No, you're, I know you're all about that. I'm about the clubs. I like the clubs and the mace. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a kind of got my because yeah, I message like some of, a lot of the people I I work with like, I network with uh, like I have them on Facebook. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, they do a lot of the Indian club stuff. Uh, Matthew Flaherty, a friend of mine up in New York. Uh, I think he's been all about that too. Uh, he's done the. He's big on the flexible steel program by John Ingham, and I'm not uh, familiar with that one. Uh, it's. I'd have to send it to you, but it's it's really because John Ingham he used to light up the Taekwondo tournaments, and he realized like I'm in mid 40s. It's taking. Uh, not, sorry, I apologize if I got that wrong, sir. I do apologize. He's like like I'm not as I'm not as young as some of these guys. It's taking me a while to recover. He's like I'm a black belt. I can barely kick over my hips with just mobility. He's like something's wrong. So he started doing like these strength movements in flexibility, mm-hmm. and it's from it's some pretty high speed shit. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, strengthening it, through those ranges of motion is yeah. so important. Also, the main main reason I love John Ingham's greatest quote of all time: the true the, the key to happen the, the key to true happiness in life is lifting heavy things over your head. I can dig it. Oh yeah, if you, I they, love picking like, up heavy shit. A, like, if I do a forty eight kilogram bent press, not bench press, assholes, bent press. B e n t. Yeah, shit that hasn't been seen since the circus days. It's a lot of fun. One, of, it's my favorite lift of all time. I wasn't familiar with it until I saw you post one. Yeah, one time. It, it is ridiculously like, technical. doing? Yeah, it's super technical. If you don't know what you're looking at, it looks dangerous as hell. It looks stupid. Like, why would you do that? It's it's the most efficient way to put weight over your head in one hand. Like, mm-hmm. more so than a push press or a snatch. The body is capable of so many oh, yeah. things. And um, when people start getting in these rigid frames of thought that this movement is unsafe and this movement isn't correct. I think there's enough for, for like, half a swig. Okay, sweet. But, like, that's not – I mean – is if the body is trained to do something like you can do it safely right and i mean it, it's one of those movements where you have to really focus on everything that's happening because oh, yes. uh basically I'll, I'll go ahead and explain the best i can without a weight because without a weight i can't force my body into the right angle but basically you'd have the weight whether it's a a dumbbell a heavy kettlebell or even a full-size barbell yeah like you're holding a massive barbell in one hand you basically hold it here at the rack 
you bring it back, you you set your, your tricep on your lat. Right, so you got to activate right. your lats there. I'll, I'll go ahead and stand up here for this. Yeah, go ahead. we got video as, here. As best, as best I can. Uh, David Whitley, Iron Tamer. Sir, if you see this, I apologize for my horrible form. You are welcome to chew me out for this. He's the man. He, he's the living king of the bent press. I, he's fucking ripping apart phone books and oh, bending dude. iron and he, shit. At, at one point, he was ripping tennis balls for time. But I, I, met, I met the man one time. I'll tell you that story here in a minute. But yeah, uh, bent press. Basically, it starts here. You bring it back over your lat. And then instead of pressing... I'm going to fold at the hip underneath it. Yeah, you got to have this hinge motion. That hinge here. motion is very important. And then once I – shit, I almost knocked the wine off. You're fine. From here, it's I use my, my core and my obliques to rip up. Right. So you have to have that, that, that you, mobility yeah. in your shoulder But I don't to have do that. that. I don't have that pressing strength because the bell's not – I'm not pressing the bell. I'm extending You're underneath You're extended it. already. Yeah. I'm extending underneath yeah. it. Yeah, so you got you have to have that hinge motion. That hinge motion is so important. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's vital to so many movements. Right. But yeah, I remember the, the, the night I, I met uh, met the Iron Tamer. Like, he, he's real tight with my strength coach, Mike Lindner, right? They're, they're, they're really good friends. Uh, again, we went – because Mike had told him about Exit 6. Like, they do nothing but craft beer. They have amazing IPAs. Like – you know, it's kind of like hipster central. Like, it's that kind of beer, but it's like yeah. it's still like beer. Like you know, guys, you know, big badasses can drink. And uh, you know, of course, by this time, like I'd followed him on social media. I loved everything the man did. I was like, oh, I get to meet you know Iron Tamer. Oh my god. Yeah. And it was so weird because I'd done uh, Exit Six was sponsoring me as a fighter at the time, and I I just went to a beer fest. Of course, I'm repping a shirt with a cartoon picture of myself on the front because Exit <laughs> Six sponsor on the back. I want to show up at the beer fest representing them for sure. And Mike just sends me because Whitley was in town for a cert. And uh, Mike sends me a text. He goes, exit six, now, Tamer. Fuck. Dude, gotta go that. So I, there's a picture on Instagram of me and Tamer. Got, uh, Master Whitley's got an arm on my shoulder, which felt like 80 pounds and a vice grip. Yeah. Picture, like, picture of me. Like, that, how ostentation is that? But, uh, but we're sitting there, and, of course, a few other people, like uh, Matthew Flaherty I mentioned earlier, were sitting there. And at the time, I was keeping weights in my car because I, I, I trained at several different locations. I always wanted my shit with me. Mm-hmm. And so we started talking about shit, and, and someone brought up the fact that I had kettlebells in my car. And Willie mid-drink goes, how heavy are we talking? I go, about 28 kilogram. He goes, get them. So I go out to my car, bring in these two orange pieces, like heavy-ass pieces of metal, about 62 pounds. And he goes out to his car. He brings in two phone books, two steel rods, and a horseshoe. And so, and so we're, we're at least three beers in, which, by the way, we found out that I, he's just a much more badass version of me. He used to be a massage therapist. <laughs> he used to practice traditional martial I arts. I forgot you are a massage therapist. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. I, I love uh, – I'm, I'm the best. Anyone else out there? You are good, dude. Yeah. I, I'm, I come across as arrogant because I'm very well aware of how good I am. But uh, <laughs> anyway. But I, I, earn, I earn the right. But anyway, he used to be a massage therapist. He wears a kilt. Uh, he he's, he does a lot of work with Damn Near Kilton, which is an excellent company. They do uh, the modern style, not the tartan. They do the contemporary kilts. Uh, but yeah, like he, and he, we kept ordering the same beer on accident, and uh, we had the same sense of he's humor. He's your spirit animal, bro. Right? It was crazy. Like I'm seeing what I could have been if I'd taken my life seriously. But like we, we had the same sense of humor. He goes, "So Matt, when you're, when you're not when you're not getting locked in cages and hitting people, like what do you do?" I said, "Mostly I just get drunk and masturbate." He goes, "Did you fucking hear this guy?" <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting his accent terrible, but because you hear the, you hear what he said. He's southern though. He has southern accent. Yeah, he, yeah. He, 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 right? he runs a Nashville kettlebell in Nashville, Tennessee. But yeah, like like we'd order. He, uh, was uh, he came up during about this time of the year, so they had like a pumpkin beer on. Too. He goes, he goes, tell me, does that taste like white girls in yoga pants? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. and yeah. So, so we're sitting there like he's running a workshop on the bent press where we're kind of drunk in this bar. And then like and then Mike tried to you know Mike does the, the thing over the leg with the with the bar he can't quite get it Whitley 
straight up finishes it. Yeah. Rips a phone book. I still have the spine uh, in my room. I, I, I put up, you know, I have a little thing where all significant things that happen to me, I always have like a token. I've, I've got the spine of that phone book. Nice. Yeah. And like I said, we're, we're all doing bent press and just drunk as shit in the middle, in the middle of this pub. That's dope. <laughs> it was one of the coolest nights of my life. Yeah, that's super cool, man. I got, I got a... to meet a hero and show off to a room of strangers while I'm drunk as shit, and I look great doing it. Yeah, man, that guy, um, yeah, he, he bends those bars and shit. Yeah. I'm just like, well, like I said, I, I, can, I can talk to Mike and see if we can get you guys in touch. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be totally cool to have yeah, him on the he, He's one of the greatest human beings, and actually from there you might get a hold of Wim Hof because they're tight. Oh, for real? Yeah. yeah, he, yeah he, uh, he, when he did the Wim Hof certification, because it ends with like a trek up the mountain for camp, Yep. he carried Wim Hof up the mountain. Oh, for real? Yeah, because Wim knew he was a strong man, so he made him carry him. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, dude, Wim would be fucking, that'd be an interesting-ass conversation. He's just... Um, he's fucking crazy. I, ha I haven't met just him. all positive energy, man. Oh, yeah. Dude used to lock himself in meat freezers with a steak to demonstrate what's happening to actual meat, and he's just sitting there in a speedo and a beard. He's so crazy, man. He's broken. <laughs> For the folks listening, if you don't know who Wim Hof, W-I-M-H-O-F. H-O-F. Two words. He is a bad motherfucker. He's oh broken so many records. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, and it's all, it's all breath control. Breath work is so important. People, right. people like somebody said, I can't remember where I heard it, but it was like you go minutes without air. You yeah. can go uh, days without water. You can go weeks without food. You have to have fucking air. Breath work is so important. Oh yeah, it, it's what regulates the, the pH in our blood. Hmm. And also uh, the way we repair tissue is with oxygen. So, of course, we take oxygen in, picks up on the blood, and that's how we repair tissue. Yeah, yeah, oxygen is so important. And, of that course, like when you, you – too much carbon dioxide in your blood, uh, I think it makes it more acidic. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, because I know. Cause I remember. It sounds uh, right. I remember when David Blaine was doing one of his stunts where he's locked in a box for. No, he's doing the underwater stuff. He's trying to break the record for longest breath. Mm -hmm. He says about the five minute mark. You're, yeah, it's acidic. Cause your blood is so acidic, it is burning everything. I, I can see that. Yeah, so he said yeah. the whole time is nothing but mental training to ignore that, and you you sit you 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 go through lists like you go through the alphabet, then you you go through your entire family, then you go through all. And the because the, you, you have to ignore this intense pain because you are burning yourself from the inside. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, that's crazy shit, man. Right? Yeah, breath work is so important. You can accomplish a lot with a strong breath. Oh yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing, dude. <laughs> 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 this has been a great time, bro. Absolutely. I've a great time with you, man. Yeah, so we're about an hour and a half in. If anyone's still listening, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's wrap this shit up, bro. Awesome. Um how can folks get a hold of you? Say hi to you, uh, ask you questions. Well, uh on Twitter at the Nerdy Heathen, uh, Instagram as well, but Instagram's mostly just whatever. Twitter actually just, I'll, I'll post shit other relative to MMA or sometimes I'll practice my comedy on there. Uh, I do have a face uh, Facebook page, but it's mostly just like memes and stupidity, but it's also the nerdy heathen. Uh it's a big picture of uh, the cover photo is like the St. Louis arch with the Batman symbol. And the, the actual profile picture is uh, the, the real Thor sitting on top of the Marvel Thor with like a turkey leg in his hand. Nice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'll post all this in show notes too. Dude. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. And if you give a shout out to Exit 6, uh, Hop Keto Plus, and uh, Keltner's Carvings too, that'd be awesome. Yeah, dude. Um, anything else you want to shout out? Uh, stand against the AFA sign. Read about Declaration 30, 127. Quit being fucking racist, you assholes. I love it. Well, on that note, folks, we will see you next time. Peace. Peace.